It's time for Twit This Week in Tech. Do I look like Taylor Hicks to you? Brian Brushwood's here. Becky Worley, Denise Howell, and the Scobalizer. This is the weirdest Twit we've ever, ever recorded. Please stay tuned. Twit is next. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Audio bandwidth for This Week in Tech is provided by Winamp for Android, the ultimate media player for your desktop and Android device, featuring wireless sync. Download it free at winamp.com slash Android. Video bandwidth for Twit is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Twit, This Week in Tech, episode 295, recorded April 3rd, 2011. Magical Hand Gesture. This Week in Tech is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Business travel can kill your company's profits, so do more, save more, and travel less with GoToMeeting. For your free 30-day trial, visit GoToMeeting.com slash twit. And by Audible.com. Sign up for the Platinum Plan and get two free books. Go to Audible.com slash twit2. Don't forget to follow Audible on Twitter. User ID Audible underscore com. And by Carbonite. Backing up the files on your PC or Mac is safe and easy with Carbonite. For a free trial plus two free months with purchase, go to Carbonite.com. Offer code TWIT. This is TWIT! This Week in Tech, the show that covers uh, the tech news of the week. And uh, I have brought in a massive panel of social media experts to uh, dissect and explain what is happening in the world around us today, starting with, from South Austin, Texas, El Diablo. And Little Jerry, right here on my shirt. <laughs> Mr. Brian Brushwood. Hey, how you doing, Leo? Great to see you, Brian. Dude, always love being You're in, in town for scam school. Yeah, I just shot three, uh, three nights of scam school, 12 episodes. Wow. Taking a day off. Visiting you Petaluma. Shut through 12 episodes at once? Yeah, we rock four of those a night, and it's Jeez. insane. We never know what we're going to get in terms of the crowds or how drunk people are going to be. So you want to get them while they're drunk. Yeah, well, yeah. but not too drunk. So it's like, you know, early in the evening, that's when you do like the puzzles, maybe middle evening, card tricks. And at the end, you're like, which is longer, my left thumb or my right thumb? <laughs> now give me a drink. <laughs> also with us, which is longer, your left thumb or right thumb? Becky Worley. <laughs> I will be. From Good Morning America. Now, I have up for you just your uh, your Twitter handle, Worley. That's me, B. Worley. Is there anything else you'd like me to... Uh... Becky's no, legs. I'm with you. Becky's legs. Is there a Becky's legs <laughs> there, Twitter there account? There definitely is. There's <laughs> a oh, Becky's legs Twitter man. account. Is it a busy account? Uh, I don't know. But it definitely ties into one of the stories we have coming up later on on Twitter. All right. We'll stay with that. That's exciting. Also here, good to have her. In fact, uh, she's got a specific beat today from, uh, from This Week in Law, Denise Howell. Yo. Uh, Good to see you. Bags and baggage and uh, blog rhythms. Good to see you. It's great to have you on. Wonderful, always. To Thanks be for on being Twitter. here. And finally, as if that weren't enough, the Scobalizer is also here from his mountain lair at uh, Half Moon Bay. Yeah, it's a beautiful day today. Sounds like that should be in the Caribbean. Half Moon, Half Moon, Moon Bay, man. It would be if they had more than 12 days of sun a year, although this appears to be one of them, and yes. poor Scoble's inside a, with us. Oh, well, Robert, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. I can look at it out the window. I'll, maybe I'll take the camera and show it to you. It's beautiful. 
It's a beautiful day. It is. It's a rare, yeah. beautiful day in Half Moon Bay. Normally the foggiest place in the world. Look oh, at that. Look at wow. that. Oh, I can see Mavericks. Oh, it's big. It's big out there. <laughs> is that, that's the big surfing, uh, surfing spot, Mavericks. Yeah, somebody just died there a week ago. Oh, know, dear. harsh. Oh, that's terrible. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Way to bring the room down, Robert. Nice way to start <laughs> off the twist. That's what, you, you take Great. risks with your lives. Super. Going it's going to be a major <laughs> upper A little show. later on, Robert's going to start a new feature on Twitter. News of next week. <laughs> no, seriously. Robert wants to do that. All right. Like stuff people will be talking about next week. Mm -hmm. I'd like that, actually. I got a few, I got a few things. We were talking during the pre-show about these uh, new 3D cameras that are coming out tomorrow and... I got some iPad apps. We actually got in a little bit of a, of a discussion over 3D because I'm of the opinion it's a gimmick. I just don't understand why why people are still making 3D stuff. I don't think anybody's going to end up buying it. It's, people, Consumers are going to be upset that they fell for this scam. But then you, Brian, you like the idea of 3D, at least in terms of um, movies in the theater. Yes. Well, well, don't don't hate the idea for the implementation. Certainly, we have a very crude implementation of 3D right now. We have the same crude implementation we had in 1956 with well, House of Wax. We do and don't. But when you get to, for example, uh, you know, James Cameron created the entire entire real 3D uh, company so that he could tell the kind of stories he wanted to tell. And he made big changes as far as the circular polarized lenses. He can tell your head left to right. And he's getting ready to make more announcements saying that Avatar 2 is going to be in more than 24 frames per second, which we haven't seen. What does seen. that mean? I mean, that's what film is. Uh, so it means he's shooting it like video style? Well, no, no, he's, he's talking about uh, 48 or maybe even 60 frames per second. And what and now, would be the advantage? Well, Roger Ebert wrote a giant article trashing 3D saying, right. I hate the fact that we're spending all our time Focusing on 3D, I think, like you, he says, I think it's a gimmick. He says, you know, a decade ago, I saw film shot in 60 frames per second, and that was magical. That was like a window in a, into another world. Now, if James Cameron, who is a big believer in 3D, also seems to agree and says, let's also take it to 60 frames per second, that's going to be a win. And I think I think this is the equivalent of it's it's a good idea with rough implementation, and as each successive generation gets better and better and better, there'll be a time when all of a sudden 3D won't be a joke. Now, let me state unequivocally, I love 3D in the theater. I hate 3D in the home right now. I think it is gimmicky. I think it does induce nausea. I think the the glasses are horribly overpriced and you know of course there are some with the passive uh lenses now and they are dimmer but it's a step in the right direction and i'm not i i have no problem with 3d as a motivating force to get us to develop new technologies did you see did you see there was one youtube video somebody released of them using multiple projectors to create a floating hover hovering 3d image in the fog that you could see from different sides as you walked around it. Did you guys see that? I haven't seen that. We've seen sort of holographic projectors in one form or another ever since Star Wars, but it just doesn't, and there's multiple technologies for it. It's just, what's the practical application? Why do we need this? Why is the industry shoving this down our throat? Well, to sell more TVs. Right. And, but is there an And, you know, it's and funny, the irony that. was the movie industry started it because they wanted to give us something we couldn't get at home. Right. right. Uh, because they wanted people to keep going to theaters. And <laughs> then the TV industry responded by, Okay, we'll make those too. Well, that, and that's the hard thing. It's like it's it's a rough position I'm trying to defend because I am in favor of of a novel, awesome experience at the theater, which 3D could be a part of. But I am not in favor of the commercialization and the way people are telling you you got to buy a 3D TV. If, do not buy a 3D TV right now. If you want to get into 3D now, is not the time. Well, and but of course you don't have that choice. Uh, here well, I do. am. I just bought a, a new here TV I am. and chose not. Here right. I am arguing for a 3D TV because most of the best TVs from every manufacturer have 3D capability. You may not use it, but right. if you're going to get and, the top of the line. Yeah, what what we were talking about before the show started was uh, these new cameras 
uh, are going to get hooked together and you're going to be able to film 3D at home and put it up on YouTube. And, and I didn't even know this until I visited this company on Friday. But YouTube, if you put uh, the, the video side by side of the left and right eye, it actually lets you watch 3D on YouTube and it lets you choose the kind of glasses or TV set that you have. It senses that there's these 3D videos that you're putting up and lets you switch them. It's really smart. Well, we saw the Sony Bloggy come out at CES, which had this same 3D capability. It didn't, so uh, said. Uh, didn't come out. It was They announced. talked about it. it they don't announced. know when they're going to yeah. ship that sucker. Yeah. This is mean, the, well, you know what yeah, came the, out this GoPro week? Let's talk about real stuff. Let's talk about this week in tech. This week in the t Nintendo 3DS. Uh, they say... No, wait a minute, why are you sighing? I saw it. I saw it. You've seen it? Not impressive. Really? It's got a little slider. <laughs> and I think this is the best thing, and I wish all 3D devices had this. You could turn down the 3D or yeah. turn it up. Uh, it's okay. Stuff jumps out at you. It's kind of interesting. It and almost it's glasses feels free. Yeah, it's glasses. It's lenticular, which means you have to hold your head just in the right position. But with a single viewing screen, that's not hard. It's easy with that kind of thing. Yeah, and you've got total control over it, and it's moving according to your head, so that's not a big deal. It's interesting how the reviews range from a game changer to <gasps> um, um, they sold 113,000 of them in the UK. Well, I'll tell you, if there's ever a demographic that this is ripe for, it's going to be the children who are buying the 3D. Yeah, well, you know, my nine-year-old nephew, uh, my, well, I consider him a nephew. He's like a godchild. But anyways, that's not important. Now, he's a sucker. He's a sucker. <laughs> he bought it. He's been no, playing he's it being su He's being suckered no, by no, Nintendo, no, no, no. who's convincing well, him he needs to buy he this is thing. Getting, he yeah. is getting a yeah, novel it, experience in a low-definition format, a which toy. is exactly what nine-year-olds want. It's a toy. That's it, great. Not only that, but in, in Petaluma High School, uh, Patrick says the Nintendo is white hot right now. The it's 3DS the or the old 3D? The, the old, old one, but but you know they haven't even seen the 3D. But if if that holds true, the 3D is going to be used in high school as well. But they use it for chatting back and forth and playing games with each other. Really, that's interesting. I wonder if it's because uh, the 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 uh, Nintendos aren't banned the way the cell phones are. I think it's exactly what it is. Or in the uh, it's, and it's, it's less expensive. I have a feeling they're banned. Petaluma doesn't ban uh, cell phones. They don't. Hmm. No, he takes his iPhone every day to school. Huh. <gasps> My kid takes yeah, his to school. I think it depends on the age. Yeah. 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 You can't. You know. You can't keep kids from bringing uh, uh, cell phones because parents get pissed off because they can't call their kids. Yeah. True. <laughs> I by, speak by as the a way, parent. somebody somebody told me some research that six year olds are getting cell phones now, especially in divorced families, mm -hmm. yeah. because that way they don't have to talk to the other parent True. to get to the kid. They can just call. Oh, jeez. That's brilliant. I'm I'm down for that. As a parent of a seven year old, I would totally, if I sure. just had extra money laying around, hook her up with a cell phone. <laughs> Now, there are kids' cell phones. I gave Henry a kid's cell phone. He promptly left it in his pocket and made sure it got washed. Oh, my he, goodness. We're said, getting out in the weeds here, but a friend of mine's child is also seven, like my own, and he came to me with his iPad the other day and <gasps> said, hey, my dad said I could download Skype. Uh, can you help me set it up? And I said, okay. So I set him up on Skype, and, oh, what a disaster. I mean, all of a sudden, this kid has a cell phone in his hand where wow. he otherwise wouldn't be allowed to have one. Interesting. Yeah, I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I put chat roulette on the uh, friend's... Oh, did that? No, I didn't. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Although that's what people are saying, that color application is just basically a chat roulette with strangers. Have you Can seen we that? talk about color? Yeah, this was the one that, uh, that uh, came out last week. Um, Hold on. 
Yeah, Robert's, Robert's <laughs> like pulling himself together. <laughs> but no, we're not in the same room, so it won't work. You're 116 kilometers away, so color won't work. That's so okay. Even when we are in the same same room, nobody watches it. So it's a, yeah. yeah, it's an I, it's an iPhone app that uh, you take pictures with. Uh, and it shows you pictures that other people in your vicinity have taken pictures. I think it uses the Wi-Fi or the Bluetooth. I'm not sure which. Maybe it uses 3G. Uh, and uh, it, so it's strangers. The problem is most of the time nobody else is using it, so it's just you. I was driving through Silicon Valley yesterday trying it and not did not get one single hit. Hmm. And I mean, uh, obviously it's new, but... No, it's just... It, but the, the, the thing, the you, reason it uh, incenses people is because they raised $41 million. Mm. Well, here, I actually interviewed them on Thursday, and I'm I curious what a you lot think. about how it works. It has to be in the same room, almost, as somebody else who's using color. It uses uh, the compass to know where your camera's shooting. Oh, it actually is listening to the audio. It's not recording the audio, but it's recording a fingerprint <laughs> of the audio signature of the room. What? So it can tell... Yeah, here's, here's why they're doing that he says what what we're trying to do is make it possible for a lot of people to go to let's say a lady gaga concert and all be shooting pictures we'll know where the performer is because everybody's aiming at the same place and then we're listening to the audio signature of the room to join everybody into one uh, uh color space and they'll they expect to be able to show you live the closest picture that's being taken of that event oh, so if somebody's in the front row the big people in the back row will see pictures that the front row is shooting um and what do you think of the argument that that is all a red herring and that really the reason they got 41 million dollars is because they figured out a way to collect all sorts of information. It really scares me that they got the mic on. All sorts of information about their users, which they'll be able to sell. I mean, it's there's no there's well, what, no there's no uh, sense in the $41 million unless really you assume doing, they're up to something clever. They, they, we talked about that a lot. They got their money for a couple reasons. One, the, it's a superstar team. And remember, Friend Feed yeah, uh, sold for $50 million. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. La, you know, the, guy, the guys who started Colors started Lala. It's a superstar team. They built already a, a good team. And that got them a call from Sequoia. Sequoia came to them, actually. Um, but they are building a new kind of social graph. Yes. If I actually am in the room with you and shooting pictures, it joins us. It knows that yes. we have something in common at that point in time. And then from then on, in fact, on my phone, you can see other people who've shot pictures. These right. are so people I've collected by going around Silicon Valley and going to various parties and things. So it's uh, it's a little bit out of focus to us, but I'm assuming those are all half-naked people in there. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of baby looks like photos, other people, babies. Photos. You know, I, I have to tell you, I uh, as soon as I photos thought about it for half a minute, I erased color immediately. And I would recommend anybody who listens to this show immediately erase that. Program Nobody under 25 will iPhone. hear that advice. That's like because like, this there, there's a now that I know that it's also doing sound analysis uh, that really creeps me out. And this is a real flaw in Apple's permissions system. At no point were we informed that this program was turning on the microphone. I don't care if they say they're not using it. They're turning on the microphone on my phone, and they never told me that. That's yeah. bad news. Well, they told you on my they, show on Thursday. They didn't so. tell me that when I downloaded the uh, Grey's Anatomy iPad what? app. What? So it listens to you, too? It listens to the TV to figure out where it is in the show oh. so that it can sync its simulcast of iPad information to where you are in the show. 
That, that's kind of cool, app. actually. Right. That's <laughs> I mean, I kind of like that. Well, I, I mean, I used it once. It didn't like speak to me, but it has the same functionality. It's basically using it as a geolocator or tri triangulator in this case. That's um, interesting. But but again, this, is, this strikes me as something really wrong with the iPhone, that the only people who know this and can give permission are Apple themselves. They decide, presumably they know, but it's, there's nowhere when you download this app that it tells you, oh, by the way, we're going to turn on the microphone. This is the flip side of the curated garden that they have at Apple versus the Android uh, free-range market. I would love to see uh, the big debate is, of course, you know, uh, Android's a crappier web store than, than iTunes is. But I prefer to think of Android as a shopping mall where there could be a whole bunch of individual curated store experiences. If I'm a, as Amazon is in way, fact shown the way, exactly is on Android as well. Yeah, you know, and I'm actually going to download it now and see if it tells me that the microphone is turned on. Do they turn it on in the Android phone as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're using all the sensors in the device to make a new kind of experience. Well, and presumably, I, I mean, one of those so paranoid because it, you know, first of all, nobody's using this. Second of all. Once you start seeing how it's working, you're realizing it's studying stuff about you that uh, you, you might not have thought yes. about before. It's doing stuff that Instagram or PicPlease is not doing. The right? first thing it, it does, does it is ask you... What's that? The first thing it does is ask you for your name and a picture. It doesn't tell you what it's going to do with any of it. I, I'm not crazy about the whole thing. Yeah, well, I, I think I, the bigger I, I, question I, is, is the premise good enough it's for not. all the hype? And that's the other issue. Is no, there, but that's why I think that there's more to this than meets the eye. Otherwise, what's the business model? Well, Robert, you had such a great post about this that you were excited about it. Then, oh, you know, I everybody... But, well, I, but then, when I first got it, I, I really had a bad first experience, and that's why it got rated two stars in the, in the store. Because if you're not with somebody else, it doesn't do anything. for. Right. And also, the UI is goofy, and the, the guys who started it admit they really blew the UI. They they tried to make it too simplistic, and it, it, it's just too hard to figure out. In this out world, you don't get a second chance. They've pushed a new uh, version of it, but I don't think it matters. It's done. $41 million uh, down the tube. Thank you, Sequoia. That's the problem with having that much superstar attention, is if you don't get it right the day you open the gates, yeah, you're, you're dead toast. meat. You're dead meat. Yeah. Um, and we're into this area with mobile apps that they don't necessarily have to have privacy policies. Apparently like not. That we're, yeah. So whereas Google gets these biannual reviews now as the result of Buzz, uh, there's really nothing you know to clamp in on as they're having done something wrong here because the law is still in such flux as to what mobile applications have to do. Does it scare anybody that we, now we've learned that this program turned on the microphone and was listening? Now, they're not lose, using it in any nefarious way, but they didn't have to tell us. They just did it. Doesn't it mean that there may be many other apps that are doing the same thing? Doesn't that bother anybody? I mean, yes and no. Uh, it's it's one of those things where the mere fact that we're talking about it now on a very large platform is well, what thanks keeps to Robert who found out. Of course, but there's By always the way, it's something not like the that. only app that uses the microphone. Uh, Shopkick uses the microphone to know whether you've entered the store. You turn on oh, Shopkick, man. and it's actually listening for uh, an inaudible signal signal that they put in the front of, let's say, Macy's. So they have a speaker in front of inside Macy's that when you uh, take your iPhone inside Macy's, inside the front door, it senses the audio signal that's inside and gives you points for entering the store. Wow. And uh, there, that's one. The other app that uses the microphone is um, Into Now, which uh, does what Denise says. It listens to your TV programs that you're, that you're actually Becky watching. Becky said that, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this is a new a new app coming out of a company in Palo Alto, and it listens to the TV signal. They for five years they've been recording 148 channels of uh, TV, so CNN, ABC, NBC, Discovery Channel, etc. And they have a way for it to look up the audio footprint of any minute of TV or any. 12 seconds of TV and tell you what you're watching and where where in the show you're actually watching and that's pretty interesting and then it it shares that so it checks you into the TV show like Foursquare does and builds a feed so you can see a feed here of all my friends and what they're actually watching on the difference TV right there now. at least they're they're saying this is what we do I mean color didn't well it's pretty obvious microphone. what it's doing yeah, yeah. color doesn't color, that bother you Brian as a libertarian I mean that talk about invasion uh of privacy, I guess well, a libertarian would worry if the government were right. Doing correct, this. the government has nothing to do with this. This is uh, this is uh, to be honest. I think in the free marketplace of ideas, what happens is is somebody has an unfair policy, and it's an individual business that that you know is too intrusive. A show like this talks about it. Word spreads around the campfire, and either. Uh, people decide they don't care and they accept it, in which case that's that's fair too. Or they decide that's not cool and color has to change it or they go out of business. As and just put long. up a warning. But wait a minute. That's only if color tells people. Now look at the color privacy policy at color.com slash privacy. Here's what we collect. But there's a profit motive for people like us to try to find them with the gotcha but how would things you know that are wrong. That this application, even because they don't, by the way, say that they're collecting audio. How would you know? I don't because Robert Scoble will interview them. They're building a, the way they've termed it is they're building a fingerprint of that moment in time of the audio in the room. So they're not recording the audio. They're not listening to the audio. There's no audio file being transmitted up to their service. But they're, they're recording the waveform of, of the audio and building a fingerprint out of it. And that's sort of how this new uh, Into Now app works. They actually didn't record the audio of the TV shows. They recorded right. some sort of I understand. They're fingerprinted. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. And so they can't, you can't listen Here's to Here's what we collect when you download and use our app. We collect the name you give us. We collect your email address. We collect the unique identifier on your device. It's shared for advertising purposes. We collect pictures, videos, comments, and actions you take through the app. Hold on, hold on. Information you on your location. You skipped over the line where it says, we store but do not share this information, contact information, unless a court requires us to I'm do so. I'm not worried about the contact information. Yeah, but you, you totally skip over that part, though. Well, You're that, editing on the fly. Yeah, People are getting an unfair view of this. Okay, fine. I don't care about my email address. I give that out all the time. I care about the unique identifier on my device. Which is all they say is not used to contact you. They exactly do not say we don't share it. They say it's shared. We collect pictures, videos, comments, and actions, and we share that. So, so good. Yeah. They don't share my email address. They just share everything else. Well, yeah. right. But, Leo, you found this on the web, right? Yeah. This is a mobile app. Oh, Where are you going to find this when you've downloaded it from good point. the App Store? Has anybody and ever booted read it up and it start? You click, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But, you know, it's, it's not, not presented taking to me. you through. It's no, not it's not presented. taking no, you through a series of hoops that makes you, um, you know, agree or say you've read it or put in a CAPTCHA or anything that indicates that, you yeah. know, you've actually grokked this So what's thing. the law on this, Denise? I mean, is this allowed? For In the mobile space, it's wide open. You know, there's so California tends to be the reigning in of the folks in the web space because we have this very restrictive law as to what websites have to do as far as privacy goes so everyone sorts of ramps up to be able to do business in california sort i think of it's kind of interesting standard, by the way the, the the uh legal agreement is inside the itunes when you download it it's at the bottom there's a link 
uh, with, mm-hmm. uh, with the license agreement. Oh, so you, all right, good. It, it, right. It's pretty lengthy. Does it, it say take, that they're uh, recording your audio? Because that's illegal. It's not recording you, the audio. That's the, and that's printing. the bigger question. Is, yeah, I don't well, know. Is wait it, a minute, Robert. It is recording the audio because otherwise, how would they? They're link. sending it back to the server. They can't be doing that in the it's phone. Not, it's not the audio. It's it, it's recording the waveform of the audio. It's the way that they termed it. They made it very clear they're not recording a, a, a wave file that you can listen they, to. Look at Robert. It's recording a digital wave Robert. of the yeah. <laughs> Robert, they're recording the audio and sending it back to their servers where the no, audio from not, everybody else is compared so they know you're in the same it, room. It's different though because if I'm this audio is being recorded, right? You can actually understand it on the other end. No, let me tell you if I'll I tell you a little I'll tell you a little hack that just we were talking about on security now. If yeah. uh, it, people who uh, uh, use VoIP uh, telephony with variable bitrate encoding, even if they're using a VPN tunnel where it's encrypted, because <laughs> these researchers are amazing, because the size of the packet varies with the variable bitrate encoding, you can actually get about 50% of the true speech wow. just, just by looking at packet sizes. Oh, wow. So, Robert, wow. Robert, they, okay, they're sending a fingerprint. The and, I, you know, the, the into now guys, when I talked with them, they said they actually record most only the base because that's where the uh, really important information is. And that's where the information is that um, is has less distortion and less noise from the room because the, that technology works even if your kids are screaming in the room. It's really an interesting technology. Leo's got his uh-huh face on. <laughs> uh-huh. I just, I'm just saying if you're hearing all this and it doesn't set off alarm bells, you're not paying right. attention. Well, well, but here's, here's the part that confuses me. It's like we're worried about this color app and the fact that it has some poorly worded you know, uh, privacy policy when, in fact, their end game is to deliver you the right coupon just at the time you want to sign up for Netflix. If you want to be worried, you should be worried about the stuff that's in the Patriot Act. That's already been in there. Oh, I it agree. Says they could turn on your phone and start listening into conversations oh, I randomly. I, agree. I, I mean, it's like there's if, plenty to worry about. I'm not saying like, that. And, and if, if, if 27 things Google did this week. If, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if, if your aim is you're worried about privacy, I feel like this is a lot of it, you actually do harm to your cause by focusing on such a minor. This is this is a nothing app. It's a tiny app in a tiny in a giant store. There are so many bigger players out there. If you want to get all worried about privacy, yeah. But I, really? I think you think, right really? Are you kidding me? Well, no. I mean, well, I what think, are they going to do I think with Leah's this? I Leah's right that that we should be warned that the microphone's being used. Yeah. And we need to know yeah. how it's being used and what's being stored and what turns out the other end. You know, can can that audio be de- decompressed and listened to by a government agency that can? Uh, well, and really meanwhile, do. a government agency, the FTC, decided that Google gets 20 years of oversight because uh, of Buzz. Uh, which seems to me a little draconian, but maybe, Denise, you can comment on that. Is that an unusual amount of time for government oversight? Uh, I'm sorry. Backup is what an unusual amount of time. <laughs> okay. I was honing in on the really cogent remark from the chat room that we should just make opt-in a law and be done with it. Because <laughs> Well, that's true that's, if people that's read really, it. Yeah. So, so backup for me. So re- you remember when Google announced and launched Google Buzz. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're they there. they so, put out they, yeah we're there we skipped over to that <laughs> I jumped ahead. So so is is the two year biannual review an unusual amount of time for the next twenty years which in Google for time next, yeah. is uh well I mean that's forever. This whole thing is really unusual. I mean for them to have come to this accommodation with the FTC as opposed to some more severe you know a two year biannual review is not is not that. 
big a deal, you know. Presumably, they should be able to pass that with flying colors. And what what they got in trouble for was breaching their privacy policy, right? So, uh, you know, all that's going to be reviewed is their policies, and are you complying with them? Well, yeah, we are now. You know, now that. So is it a slap on the, the wrist? wrist? It's a slap on the wrist. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it, it is could, it even? It could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. In fact, yeah. I would I would submit that Google probably embraces this because they'd love to reassure people that they are getting a biennial review on their policy. Well, and that's the policy. thing. If you read the Google blog, it really does sound like so it, it almost vaguely yeah. sounds like it was their idea. Yeah. Let me see if I can actually find it. There <laughs> it we go. Might have been. The, we've got the JD Powers FTC seal <laughs> exactly. of privacy. That's, that's kind of what it is. It's just right. like, you know, we love you and we love your privacy. So guess what we've arranged? We got the Privacy police going to check on you every couple of years. Aren't we great? Buy more stuff. Yeah, we won't be driving by your house with our big Wi-Fi slipper anymore because Big Brother FTC is watching us like a hawk. Every two years? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so, so Brian, I guess uh, I agree with you. There are plenty of things to worry about. Color is just one of many. Well, yeah. And it's, and, and it's one of those, you know, it's the latest thing and it's tempting to get all, you know, hyped up about it. But, you know, I, I think as far as what's more important, you know, an opt-in app that allows you to, stream, you know, take mm -hmm. pictures. Here's why I think it's important. Because we all are carrying these in our pockets all the time. And if this becomes a device that can be turned on at will for audio, pictures, uh, location. By, Buying, purchasing history. Yeah, this becomes the most, I mean, already is, See, frankly. And I think this is the difference be between you and me. I'm more scared of the government being able to do all that, which it can right now. And you're more scared of businesses being able to do yeah, that. Yeah, you're more scared of government. I'm not so scared of government. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think businesses. Uh, uh, the problem with a business is the the, the a, a corporation has no morality. A corporation has one duty, which is to maximize profits. Yeah, which means I that think we and our elected re our elected representatives have more control over businesses. You know, we can make some statements and have some standards well, in place. And meanwhile, I I, I don't I don't believe that as long as we have a two party government. He hates as, government. As long as it's the Crips and the Bloods, you're yeah. still voting for a gangster every you know, year. Basically, yeah. we're, we're screwed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just just, just, from, just bo from both sides, basically. Uh, you know what? As soon as I can afford to seastead, I'm going to move out to the Pacific Ocean and open a casino. <laughs> you and me it's going to be amazing. <laughs> On your boat. <laughs> Let's talk about casinos, though. Some, in fact, I don't have well, them here, but, but they're putting uh, microchips into the playing cards so they can t sense whether you're stealing an ace off the table. If you're going and, to a casino, you see these, you're these giving chips. up all rights anyway, as I learned when we tried to bring a video camera Oof. into the... Uh, one of these Bellagio. days, I got to tell you that there was an epic story I've only told once online. I don't, I don't think I can get away with doing it now, but there, there was an amazing night that I found myself full on cheating in Las Vegas. We'll talk about Ooh. that. And it was terrifying and awesome. The amazing uh, membrane separating business and government has been permeated. Robert Gibbs goes to Facebook. Does Google's Eric Schmidt go to commerce? I'll Google it. Let me find out. Would you out. Google that? Find out. Is Eric Schmidt gay? <laughs> is Eric Schmidt going to Congress? You'll find out about our amazing is blank, blank, blank Google thread. Oh, that dear. meme is going to. That meme is going to eat me alive. But meanwhile, before we do that, let's take a little break. You guys, smoke them if you got them. The, the smoking lamp is on. I should have go a smoke. What are we meme. talking about? I got to decide if I want to do a bio break or not. You got time. I'm going to talk about go to meeting. You, okay. You don't care about no. that. No. Well, I mean, I just don't have a good story for go to meeting. <laughs> He's saving just... it up for the audible. The <laughs> I audible. don't know what you're talking about. Save it for the audible, baby. Uh, I'm talking about go to meeting. Go to go to meeting.com slash It's funny, Brian. You can duck, but your hair goes right through the camera. <laughs> <laughs> go to... <laughs> he ducks the under crown. the camera. But the little spikes just go right... <laughs> 
GoToMeeting.com. This is the best way to meet online. In fact, business travel, as we all know, is just uh, lately worse and worse. It's no fun. It's stressful. And, of course, it's hugely expensive. It could just kill your profits. But you do have to meet with people. That's why we revert, uh, resort to the conference call. But come on, a conference call. You know they're out there, you know, playing with their Facebook while they're listening to you. That's why GoToMeeting is so great. When you hold your meetings online, they're more compelling, more exciting, more interesting. In fact, I use GoToMeeting even if it's just going to be a conference call. It's so easy to set up. I click a link. It puts an email out to everybody, sending, giving them all that information. That, by the way, this includes you know, the, the conference bridge, so you get a phone number, uh, you know, the meeting code and all that. That's part of the – it's built in free. So it sends that all out to them. They call in. They, uh, if they don't have the GoToMeeting software installed, it takes 30 seconds. They've got it installed. It's secure. And then, by the way, if you decide to show them something, you can because they've got the window open. They don't even have to make a phone call. They have the choice in the GoToMeeting software. It says, would you like to call this number or just press this button. We'll use your mic and speakers. If you've got an iPad, it works. So they ask permission. What are you laughing at? If you... <laughs> You have an iPad. <laughs> they ask permission. <laughs> I tell you. If you have an iPad, it works great. Actually, I was. It was kind of cool. I was in a go to meeting with my iPad. I was sitting out in the backyard here, and uh, I could hear. And I was like, I put in my headset, and it was so cool. I didn't need a phone or anything. Forty nine dollars a month. That's it. As many meetings as you want, as long as you want. It is such great software. One hundred twenty eight bit SSL. If you are doing conference calls, if you are traveling too much and you like to travel less, if you have sales presentations, product demos. Training sessions, collaborating on documents. A little higher. A little higher. Right there. Right there. A little higher. A little, there there you is. go. Spiky Brian here. Go to meeting.com slash twit. It's amazing. I think they should pay extra for the Brian hair. I you know what? We'll work something out. Use promo code Brian's hair. <laughs> See how that works for you. You'll get 0% off. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. this is huge. Let's this is the story. Cloud. Now, Denise wanted to say something. Go ahead, Denise. Oh, I was just going to say, I like how Brian's hair is a moving tar target. You're never quite sure what you're going to get. Well, mm -hmm. it's you useful when we start to, like, things starts to get heated. You know, we're like, I believe this, I believe that, politics. Hey, I have goofy hair. Yeah. <laughs> I thought and it was like uh, Dilbert's boss. It just got spikier. As, right. you got, as you got a little testy. It's not fooling it me one down. for when I, one moment. When I get angry, it gets taller. Are you in a militia? I know you're in a militia. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to buy some guns. <laughs> guns are all right. I live in Texas. No, we love Brian. Are you kidding? Brian, Brian, you, you, you're, my, you're my only Republican friend. I'm not a Republican. No, I, I don't call you dirty words. What are you doing? Ooh, come on. <laughs> all right. Let me uh, <laughs> let me move, move on to Amazon, uh, which this week made a big play. They, they basically said, yeah, we are here, baby. Bring Get, it. Bring it. Uh, uh, so get, get, maybe, Becky, you can give us a summary of what Amazon announced. Well, basically what they've done is created a, a cloud service for your music, uh, up to five megabytes free. Starts with five year. gigs. Oh, sorry, five gigs. Sorry, I'm having And then five. if you buy one Amazon uh, MP3 album, album 20, sorry. you get 20 and then for a year, every or you year. you can pay 20 bucks. For that well, it's weird because it's a buck a gigabyte. You can go up to a th you can go up to terabyte, but it's a thousand dollars, which is ridiculous. What you can but download wait, music? But wait, everything you buy on Amazon, all the music you buy on Amazon doesn't count against your total. Right. All right. So basically, they're saying, "Hey, forget that iTunes thing." You can stream it on your Amazon device or your Android device. They have they got an app for that. 
Um, you can download it to as many computers as you want. I mm -hmm. called Amazon for clarification on that because I thought, mm -hmm. oh, well, the download, that's mm -hmm. kind of crazy. No, that's the no, big thing that Apple's Apple has that so five authorized mm -hmm. devices. And they said, no, no, mm -hmm. as many devices as it's you want. It's unprotected. Yeah. So this is, is this the solution for multiple devices, music everywhere, you know, consolidation? There's one is limit. this it? The only th it works on Android. It works on their browser. It doesn't work on your iPhone or any Except iOS device. Except through the browser, you right. can, it does work in Safari. Kind of not. It's weird though. You only get to play one thing through QuickTime. It's not. You can't have a player. You can't create playlists, which you can with the My Android app. My suspicion is that you will have iOS apps within so, a few weeks. When I, you listen, I don't think Amazon's against that. When you listen to a Amazon's position, I mean, basically they say the question, of course, is whether or not they need extra licenses to run things this way, or right. they could just. And Sony, Sony Sony's so. not happy. Yeah. Their spokeswoman uh, said, "We hope they'll reach an, a license deal." Uh, but we're keeping all of our legal options open. Somebody in the chat room made a good point. You can put your iTunes music on as many as iPods or iPhones as you want. There's no limit there. Right. But only five computers. Well, and at any given time, because once you hit your five, you can scrap all of them and then pick a different five. Once a year, you can scrap oh, all Oh, it's only them. once a year? Yeah, okay, it's really yeah. frustrating. You have to deauthorize. And if you forget to deauthorize, like, you know, you get rid of a computer or you format the drive, you you're, you kind of have to. Right. Maybe we should just tackle that really quickly. Do you think Steve Jobs has music on a bunch of different computers? He's going, <laughs> You're talking to a man. Can we consolidate? <laughs> when can we do this? And have they been afraid of the license question? Is that? I think it's pretty clear that Apple has planned to announce exactly this. They bought Lala, which does this. Uh, they have built this ginormous uh Operations Network Operations Center in North Carolina. I think they were going to do this, and I think Amazon jumped their announcement. Now, do you think that Apple has worked with, I, they, I assume they have to have been working with the music industry to get licensing to make sure everything is above board with, with the The music suits. industry used to give Apple a pass, right? That's how Apple got us started. And then now Apple's the number one music retailer in the world. Bar none, whether Bar it's physical none. media or digital. And the music industry is not going to give them any more free passes. They're terrified of Apple, I think. Well, and uh, when Amazon was asked about the issue of licenses, because obviously if Amazon's just going to offer this service, then why is Google wasting their time trying to put together their music service when looking for licenses? Same thing for Sony. Uh, according to Amazon, quote, we do not need a license to store music in a cloud drive. The functionality of saving MP3s to Cloud Drive is the same as if a customer oh. were to save their own music to an external hard drive hey, or even iTunes. Hey, big, you differ. Here's, some, here's a different way to look at it. I showed my son this, and he, and I said, what, isn't this cool? You can upload all your music here. It's like, Dad, we, we listen to Pandora in high school right. now. It, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that you can upload your your audio and your music to some place you just go to pandora and type in the, your artist name and there's a difference because pandora you don't get to choose a song playlists this is all about yeah. that. specific songs right. now, now denise what now the uh, amazon says you don't need a license that's not what the music industry says that's right and the, and amazon has stepped into this legal morass that's been going on did you guys see the hulu April Fool's joke where they put you back to the late yes. 90s. Yeah, so they stepped right back into that time zone um, when they when they decided to do this because uh, Michael Robertson, who, Leo, you should have MP3 on triangulation.com. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who, who he, promised the, uh, the, was it the democratization of, of rock stardom, yes. basically, the middle-class yeah. rock star. Yep. Yep. He, is, he is on your list as a triangulation guest, please. He'd be uh, really good. I'm sure he is, yes. He is yeah. a pair. He is now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a really interesting fellow, and he's been at this since the late 90s when his first company, mp3.com, got sued, sued. into non-existence right. with the then-largest copyright verdict ever awarded hundreds of millions of dollars, which has been blown past now. But anyway, they... Um, 
they were trying to do this, what seems like a totally commonsensical thing that, you know, you've bought it, you should be able to time and place and device shift it to your heart's content, but the content industry has never bought into this. And as Robertson so, points out, the law has nothing to do with common sense. Right. It's well, the law, and, whatever and, the law is. But have we, do we have a law? Do we have, has there ever been any decision on this? Uh, there has there have been decisions along the way that are sort of incremental, and I've seen the Wall Street Journal and other people say, oh, well, the fact that the Supreme Court didn't step into the Cablevision decision, right. which came out a while ago, you guys mm -hmm. probably remember, mm -hmm. in 2009, the Supreme Court decided we're not going to touch that. Cablevision, if they have these remote DVR facilities, we're going to let that happen because really it's just... Uh, it's not, it's the users making a copy on their own local space, which we know they can do under the Betamax decision from so long ago. No. And, uh, you know, all, all that uh, Cablevision is doing is providing some sort of remote backup of that, and it's really just the users making the copies. Um, here, this is a little different, right? I mean, we've been talking about here you have a locker. You have a drive where you can upload stuff that you have downloaded from Amazon. You can upload whatever's on your computer. It's like when you um, first open iTunes and it does a scan and it says, can we see what MP3s you have? And we'll add it to the iTunes library. It's the same thing. They're going to add it to uh, the Amazon's and make a copy. No. And and make that's a what Tom said. This is farm. just Dropbox. What's the big deal? Well, and, and as I understand it, part of the reason that they shut down MP3.com because it was a very sensible thing. This is a time when a lot of people were still on dial-up, and they said, you know, the, we've talked about this before, but instead of actually uploading and encoding your CD and spending hours to upload it, why don't you just put it in? We'll look at the Red, Bo Red Book audio tag on there like oh you've got that disc well now you have access to those part of the problem as i remember it has been over a decade now was it's like yeah. yeah but but you are that's not theirs they did not encode it you did not upload it you're just giving them your files and that's illegal whereas this is different this is a case where it really is grabbing the files and uploading them is that correct or is, is that the yep. distinction that makes this okay no, um, because the users, you have to remember that the whole digital music arena is governed by the licenses that apply when you download those things, unless you've gotten them off of some P2P file sharing service, right? Oh, well, then so I'm in the clear. Gotten, <laughs> <laughs> if you've gotten them legally, then you're hemmed in by all the licensing around that file. If you've gotten them illegally, well, then, you know, you're, you're already... Just a thief. Yeah, exactly. So, what, did the, uh, what did the licenses say? Do they say you can't do this? No, that's the fascinating thing. Amazon, and, and I was really thrilled to look into this and see that Amazon has gone out on a limb with its own MP3 download service. It's telling people, and I, for everyone listening to this show, you're all going to say, duh, well, of course we can do this. But the law doesn't agree with you necessarily, and the entertainment industry certainly doesn't agree that you can copy, store, transfer, and burn for personal entertainment, non-commercial use, everything that you download from something like Amazon's MP3 music service or iTunes iTunes has very different terms, by the way. They don't tell you that you can copy, store, transfer, and burn, but Amazon does, which I thought was really interesting. Um, this, these terms of service aren't that old. They might have been drafted with this kind of service in mind that, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go so ahead now, and let people start transferring the music start industry changing its dance because of, did you, so you live down there with the music industry. Are they changing their stance because of the prolif proliferation of these streaming services now? 
because Spotify over in Europe, you just type in a song name and it starts playing. Well, all of these Mog, Radio, the Rhapsody, they're all licensed, right? But right, we, and that's streaming. But that's we're not streaming. Talking, that's not storage. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about but, a user but they download. Know that, they know that's where the world sleeves. is moving, and I think they're gonna, they're starting to change their their. If I was in the music industry, I would start changing my uh, legal stance on this stuff because I know kids of the future, kids of today are streaming. They're not downloading anymore. They're not. My son is not Although, stealing Robert, music. All of, these, all of these services like RDO, Mog, and I think Spotify, I haven't used it because it's in Europe only, uh, allow you to download copies to your device, don't they? They are local copies. You just have to validate that you have a license for it once a month. Because uh, you have to keep paying the ten bucks a month. That's true. If you're paying the t the ten bucks. But, yeah. So in in uh, other words, you do have a physical copy on. Well, what, I don't know if that's physical, but you have a copy on your device. You know, it well, I, it strikes me that Apple actually knew what it was doing, and they were just playing a little game of chicken with Amazon, and they and Amazon blinked, launched this service, and now Steve's sitting back saying, "Hey, let's see how that works out." <laughs> yeah, this kind of reminds me of like the UN. Is, you know, we have to go in there and we have to, somebody has to go in there and yeah. make the first salvo yeah. against Gaddafi. Yeah. Who's yeah. it going to be? Arab League says, we'll do it, we'll do it. Come <laughs> on, everybody, follow me. So the U.S. goes, yeah. And then, where'd everybody Psych, go? Look back. <laughs> I mean, as a consumer advocate, what I'm hoping is that Amazon has done this. And either it's, as you said, Leo, this is what I think is the worst case scenario, that Apple goes, fine, Jeff, you fight this battle. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. I got too much stuff. But as a consumer advocate, what I'm really hoping is that Google and Apple just speed up their timetables and go, fine, we're all in. Let's oh, all get that in be interesting? tomorrow. Take and, us on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now, we're could, all in. Could this be a case where Amazon is doing something to bust out of its second or third place? Uh, because it's trying to get in. Of course, it's, you know, it's second place in music, I assume, in digital. I know it's way behind Apple. And of course, Walmart's it's, second place. It's, okay, Amazon's so it's th so third place, right? Uh, same thing on online video. You know, you got your Netflix and your Hulu, and then Amazon is in third place in there. Maybe this is a way where they can try to get a first mover advantage to change the rules or shake up the landscape to get a better position both for their music and for their video. Oh, well, look what Amazon's doing. With the Amazon Prime, with streaming, they're going after Netflix. Mm -hmm. They're going yeah. after Apple on the music front. I mean, Amazon is, uh, they're going after publishers. They're saying, uh, you know, with the Kindle, I think they're going to do an Android application. Yeah. They're going after yep. Google with the Android, mark, you know, marketplace. I mean, Amazon is moving on all fronts at this point. So what's interesting is, uh, again, Michael Robertson, uh, he's now at MP3 Tunes, which does a very similar thing. And he had an interesting quote in an uh, Eras Technical article. He says, quote, uh, unlike us, Amazon is also a music retailer. This means they've entered into a license with all the major re oh. record labels to sell music. But these licenses have specific restrictions, things Amazon can and can't do and things they've agreed they won't do. So maybe it's it's kind of a moot point whether it's you know illegal what they're doing. It's certainly a violation of their current licenses and it could screw up their ability to sell music. And Reuters said that Amazon only informed the labels a week prior to the announcement that this is what they were doing. And one of the people who was quoted in this Reuters article said, I've never seen a company of this wow. size make an announcement, launch it, and then figure it, say, we're going to figure out this, st this I have. stuff on the back end. Google did that with the Google book books. search. They Google said, yep. we'll scan the books. We'll figure out the rights later. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And in, in a way that works, right? Because they, they get known by us as a first mover. And so what if they have to pay out a billion or two later on? It, it's a good market strategy, isn't it? I mean, is yeah. this a case where finally 
Amazon is doing what we've all wanted or what all, all of us thought was common sense for the longest time, and they're pushing the issue. Maybe they have the money to spend on it. Maybe they stand to gain market share as a result of the publicity or of changing the landscape. I mean, regardless, it's like, I, I don't care if this is legal or not. Like, good for them. I mean, push the envelope on this. This is ridiculous laws that have nothing to do with common sense. And it also goes back to what the fundamental ethos of all these different companies are. I mean, Apple always says we're a design company. We make hardware. Um, you know, Google has always been about information. Well, Amazon has always about been about the consumer. Amazon has always been trying to sell, and this is fundamentally benefiting the consumer. It's in their best interest. We want it. Ours. We want so it. They yeah. have they have two ways of protecting themselves legally here, and they're covering themselves on both fronts. Because we talked about the terms of use for their own music download service and how they're going out on a limb there and saying affirmatively that users have these various rights that the music industry doesn't necessarily or has not historically ever agreed with. But then they also, have you signed up for this service yet? Yeah. Have you gone through the process? Yeah. Have you noticed that it's a, quite a process to first you have to log into your account then you're presented with the terms of service and it's not just something that's lurking around on the bottom of the web page oh there are some terms of service no you have to you have to read them you have to click okay i've read them and then there's a captcha that says you know yes i've read them and here's a captcha confirming that i am a human being and i have read these and i agree i, I didn't let my bot <laughs> read this this i read this yeah. yeah and when you go and you actually read the terms of service there are all kinds of representations when you sign up for the cloud drive and the cloud player that you are only going to use them for your own personal use. You are not going to share. You are oh, not going to, that everything that you upload, you have the rights to upload. They are all, you know, legally your own designated file that you can go ahead and do what you will with. I also, so I, they are trying to cover themselves on two fronts. Let me point out that it isn't just music when you go to your cloud drive. There are pre-made folders for documents, music, pictures, and videos. I mean, this is a storage. Mm -hmm. It's Dropbox. As much as, yes, well, it's Dropbox without the clients, but how long before we get clients? I mean, it's that's just a question of writing a little software, right? Right. right. Um, and so that's an interesting business. It seems to me that the business model here is we give away this free service, we get everybody to store stuff here, and oh, by the way, if you keep buying albums from us, we, you know, we won't charge you. Do, do you think that 20 gigs of free space to anyone who buys a single MP3 is in some way a bribe to convert their entire user base into an army of evangelists yes. for this service? Yes. I mean, it's like, how hard will it's it like be? It's like Amazon Prime. Isn't that what Amazon Prime's all about? Yes, absolutely. I, th I have to say, I'm rooting for Amazon. I don't know why... It just it's, it's that goodwill thing, but I just feel like good. Go for it, Jeff. Yeah. I like Get you. Down. Get down. Yep. With your bad self. <laughs> so, uh, Denise, if you were gonna, if you were a betting gal, mm -hmm. wh how do you think this is gonna shake out? I'm I'm betting that there's going to be litigation about oh, this. I if bet you're they right. Can't, yes. You know, <laughs> scramble yeah. and get something worked out in the meantime. I'm also really surprised because there's already litigation about this pending against Michael Robertson's company. There are cross motions for summary judgment yeah. pending. But, but in the Michael case Robertson is one thing. Tunes. Amazon is a whole other thing. Yeah. It, it would <laughs> create true. a much deeper outcry. Uh, on our behalf, if, the courts uh, don't care about if, us outcrying. Yeah, they do at some level. Really. Yeah, I think so. I, th I thought they weren't supposed to, like, read the papers or anything. Uh, They're supposed to yeah. just stay ignorant. <laughs> uh-huh. Now Robert's making his uh-huh uh, 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 when, when their kids, when they go home and their kids are bothering them. Daddy! You know, why, Dad, why did you vote on this thing this way? You know, you know the world has changed. And the world has changed in the last five years. A lot more of our kids are doing this stuff.
Yeah, and I totally agree with you, Robert, that it's it's kind of strange for all of us. I mean, we're all above a certain age. And for us, I guess we can see we've developed these huge libraries of music we've been downloading legally over the last several years and would like to be able to move them around more freely. So this seems like a big issue to us. But to the Pandora and streaming generation, I think, you know, some of this is too little too late. I have to say, I, I, uh, I used uh, RDO for a while uh, and fell in love with it. And then somebody said, oh, you should try MOG. And I love MOG, M-O-G.com, even better. Same thing, mm -hmm. 10 bucks. Uh, it's a, it's so it's a, it's a streaming music. You never own the music. Right. You pay mm -hmm. 10 bucks a month. You could play it on anything. They've got an iPhone, Android, and uh, web-based players. Uh, soon it will work on the Sonos, which is great, because that's what I use for my audio. Uh, yep. RDO does work. But it's got nine million songs and the three hundred twenty kilobit stream, so it's wow. And and then if you if you say you wanted to download the connection to the to the device, you do. Um, I I have to say I don't feel like I need to own music anymore. I, I'm in, I'm with you. I I haven't bought a song in a long time. It's just well, that the obscure stuff is hard. Um, that's the one thing that I still purchase. Yeah. But you got to have sort of where do you buy it? You know me, I'm weird. I like Hawaiian music. ThePirateBay.org. You like Hawaiian music? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Pirate Bay. I got a special credit card over there. Zero, 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 zero. So here's what's zero, great zero. about questions like this is whatever we see shake out in the world of music seems to shake out about seven years later in the world of video. So it's mm -hmm. interesting that we, you know, oh, yeah, we're much wait. of what we've That's seen. That's right. And you know the movie industry is watching this with very... You know, well, interest. I'm hoping that the that the that they can jump to the you know jump to the end conclusion faster because it's it's boring to see them do the same kind of uh, disinformation about pirated music and the same kind of disinformation that the uh, RIA did a decade ago. It's it's uh, yeah we're, the times is changing, <laughs> times is changing, and uh, I have to say the music industry is terrified. I was I don't know if you saw the Stubbs when I was going to the Dignation event at Stubbs, I got. Um, buttonholed by a music industry executive who said I had uh, ambushed him on tech TV <laughs> Wait, this years is like ago. Live while He's the stream mad. is going on? Yeah. He, he comes up And really? he was still mad. Wow. wow. Do you remember that, Becky? I don't know if you remember. We did a music event. It was a, it was a town hall, uh -huh. and we had uh, the guy from, um, uh, and was it NWA or Public uh, Enemy? Public oh, Enemy. Chuck D. Chuck D. Yeah, because he was pushing uh, MP4 he before was pushing, there was an MP4. He was pushing, but he was also pushing downloadable music. Mm -hmm. He was right. a big... Uh, proponent of Napster, and we had this guy on. I don't remember his name from the music industry, and I said, "Well, how's it going for you?" <laughs> <laughs> That's said, a hell of an ambush, well, I, Leo. I said, I said, "Well, he said, I still, you never let me talk, and I had you'd always go to commercial when it was my turn to defend the music industry." And I said, well, "I'm sorry, I don't remember doing that." But have you ever I, watched television before? Yeah. Right. You can't speak for 17 minutes in a row, buddy. Sorry. I mean, so, so I said, Leo. "But I said, aren't you making more money than ever before?" He said, "No, we are not." And actually, then I went out and looked, and it's true the uh, music sales is plummeting i mean well, uh, well hold on that's counting new sources of revenue it's like not counting streaming and all this stuff. it's not counting ringtones okay then you can't then you can't that's yeah. not fair you know it's like i'm sorry yeah. that you're now selling more pieces of plastic and you know boo hoo you know meanwhile the mo you know if you're making money on ringtones and uh, in and licensing yet, music i just saw a stat that says something like 80 percent of all music is still bought on cd that uh, is that, hard to believe uh, very I hard oh believe. i better yeah. find yeah. that's uh, not that it's I not true, but I mean, it's just one of those random stata things. I mean, Leo, did you guys see this? I, I do agree that there is some percentage, though. If we're talking about bad stats, did you guys see the IDC numbers on the future of uh, the uh, mobile operating systems? 
No. So their estimates in 2015. This, 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 this is what they make up, though. They have no right. What? But this is crazy. Android 45 percent, sure. BlackBerry 13, iOS 15, Windows Phone 7 21 percent. Now, what do they base that on? They basically did a swip They're swap. They're smoking crack. Right now, Symbian, all the Nokia phones are 21 percent. Right. Oh, they so said they all an, the Nokia. They'll get all the Nokia they numbers. They just did an oh, you know exact what? swap not, on the numbers this week in bad th stats. And this is why you don't listen to analysts when they say stuff like this. They charge huge amounts of money to companies for this stupid stuff. And I never report these numbers because they're made up. This one was yeah. one of those that I just went, wow, that is it's some wonky. It's some dweeb that'll be asking me for a job in four years. It's just, they're just <laughs> making this crap up. I was just vamping for you while you look for that sat, Leo. Strategy <laughs> Analytics predicts that physical CD sales will decline by nearly a third this year and for the first time put digital music sales on top. Most music is still sold on physical CDs. I don't care if that's 51%. I'm still amazed. That's I amazing. too. If that's, wow. Um, let's see if I and can that's find not a projection I, either. That's a no, that, yeah, see hard tons of stories, though, that iTunes sells more than Walmart does. They do, but it's yeah. just uh, song by song, individual. I mean, in the long Al. in the long run, uh, if you include Walmart plus, I don't know, Sam Goody. I don't know who's still sell who Sam sells. Who sells? Amazon, Best Buy. Yeah. But in terms of number and of Becky's, transactions, Becky's Hawaiian yeah. CDs. Dot com. I'll be registering that <laughs> yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but that's actually a good point. If you did it by number of transactions as opposed to number of total music, I bet that that would be wildly um, in the digital phase. Well, and certainly if you found some way to produce metrics on user engagement, I mean, it's just like that, that is where music is alive now is on digital. And the idea of and what's funny is like, um, uh, you know, when it comes to music executives, uh, I remember being in college and buying used CDs. I never bought a new CD ever. I buy all used CDs, which when I look back on it, means that I absolutely never gave a single dollar to any of the artists that made that music. Oh, and you did because you supported the people who then went out and bought new music that they could now afford. Hypothetically, it's I a guess chain. I subsidized the person who bought the original disc. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could see that. All right. But still, I, I got to imagine that that same level of involvement, people buying stuff online, you know, even at the heavy discount that they're able to get it from Amazon, they, they got to be doing more for the music. There was a fantastic graphic. I'll have to look this up. You'll have to vamp for me again. There was a fantastic <laughs> graphic talking about what it, it visualized, what artists get paid. And uh, for an indie artist to make minimum wage per month, they have to sell about 150 physical CDs. Mm. Now, and then, uh, you know, how many 99-cent downloads is much, much bigger? How many albums, much, much bigger? Then when you get into streaming on services like, you know, like RDO or, or MOG or any of those guys, like in order to make the same amount of money for minimum wage, the biggest one at the bottom, depending on, I forget which service was at the bottom of it, was 1.5 million streams in order to make the same amount of money that if they if they pressed their own CDs and sold them out, the, out hey. of the back of their Welcome car. to our world. Yeah. Hey, just what do you out of think curiosity. We're doing here? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just, I'm Let's start really making curious. CDs. Let's We've got five out. really hip people here and one audience member. How many uh, of you have played a CD in the last, say, month? A physical CD? Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely have. Uh, but then again, that's because, like, um, we had Trainwreck on NSFW, and they gave me the CD, so it's in the car. Okay. And it's just easy. It's just right there. Oh. By the way, I'm going to post it. But in you the do as a regular point, point. You mm -hmm. never you never do. I mean, I, I don't pick it up in the living room, but in the car? Oh, I put a, a kid's CD in my DVD player to listen to a storybook. That was the last go. time. Robert, you ever play CDs? Nope. No. Here's the never. visual. I just posted it to oh. you in the chat room there. Denise, and, and do you ever... I'm going to show you something that Zero. you haven't seen. No. Zero. So Never. this is next week in tech now. Okay. Um, and since you announced, uh, talked about video, this is an app called Show You. That's not on the market yet. It's coming out in a, a week or two. S-H-O-Y-U? 
Yeah, so you. For those of you and who are we, not watching, it's Flipboard. I mean, we're well, no, <laughs> just listening. It's flipboard for video. <laughs> no, it's Flipboard for video. Um, and you put your Facebook, your Twitter, and some other things in here, and it shows you a grid of a thousand videos that you can fly through. And but they're things that have been curated for you. What's that? Curation is the key. They're curated. No, this for is you this something. is not curated. Well, it's well, it is because it's from your Twitter feed or your Facebook. It's from your feed. Twitter feed, so it is curated. From your Facebook That's and great. from the service itself. So there's some serendipitous video in here as well. And what's really cool is if let's see, let's find, let me find a good one. If you if you start playing this video, and so it's a, a Vimeo. I'm not sure if Vimeo has those. Is, and this is it, iPad only. Show you. Yeah, but down here... In the here, meantime, we're all marveling at the thinness of the new iPad. It's so thin. Down here, you can play it on your Apple TV through show, uh, AirPlay. Oh, that's cool. And that is really cool for music and videos. There's two apps that I know of that are coming out this week that have this AirPlay technology and bring in videos so you can um, push Spin, spin has Spin has it. If you're into music, Spin has an app that does that as well. That uh, has air, AirPlay built into it so you can find music and videos and play them. Here, uh, for your delectation, as long as we're doing show and tell, is that graphic uh, that you were uh, talking about. Yeah, um, it's up at uh, informationisbeautiful.net. I like, I like visualizations of graphics. So selling out, how much do music artists earn and online? And keep in mind, I'll be the first to admit, this is not entirely fair because they're talking about a self-press CD and then later they compare it to streaming. which of CD course is album, retail album, album download. As the ball gets bigger, they're making more money. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. As the ball gets bigger, they're making the same amount of money, but it requires that oh, how many much they more have to sales. Sell? This is to make a ah, minimum wage, uh, $1,160 so a month. So if you uh, want to make minimum wage, $1,160 a month, you sell $143, $10 self press CDs because you get 100% of the profit. Right. Or 155 CD albums or 11,600 retail albums or 1,229 downloads. It goes up for MP3, retail CD track download to make a minimum wage as an indie artist via streaming on Rhapsody you have to have 849,817 plays to make that money that's the size keep going of keep going there's, go there's more keep going Whoa. to make last it on FM. last fm 1.5 million keep going to make it on Spotify, it's off. You can't fit the ball into the screen 4 million plays per month to make minimum rate wage I almost said minimum rage, which so, would have been so appropriate. In other words, but, but yeah. these all these services. Well, that's that's weird because you would think they would. Yeah, they're being was, they're being subsidized by the artists, obviously, right now, and by the labels. It's radio. So that they can. Uh, it's yeah. radio. Yeah, it's. Are promotional. you saying Rebecca Black's making minimum wage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is she making anything? Probably not. I would imagine. I mean, my guess is after the fact, once she hit you know seventy million downloads on YouTube, YouTube sends an email saying, "Hey, you want to be a partner? You can make money in the future." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Charlie. My Black. guess is they don't retroactively no, write her a check for anything. Uh, it's Arc Music Arc. Yeah, it's not even her, yeah. Although, it's a different age now. I mean, she now has the ability to profit from ancillary sources. She's making know, like money on the ringtones. She could do live there engagements are or whatever. Millions of people are buying Friday, Friday ringtones. You know why? Because people finally realized ringtones are about annoying your neighbor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what's, what's more annoying... And Friday, Friday, it comes after Thursday. I think ringtones are the new coffee table books. It happens, and you have to talk about it. <laughs> Someone in the chat room claims, it's Ravenscroft, says that she's making $175,000 a month on YouTube. Okay, I'll take it. Wow. Yeah, well, wow. Did you see the, um, the Fallon... 
Yeah. Colbert. Was that brilliant? Friday remake. Yeah. You know my favorite part about that is that Taylor... Oh, Hicks. What's that guy's Taylor, name? Taylor Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. Who is that? Is he the guy who directed an officer and gentleman? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Taylor he, Hicks was, he was one, on he American, American Idol. Idol. Yeah. And it, oh, okay. what I loved about it, and why I'm so glad we're talking about it now, is because the entire season that I was watching American Idol when he was on it, I thought that if you took George Clooney and Leo and you had a love child, it would be Taylor Hicks. I believe that. <laughs> you totally have to look at a picture that. of the guy. You, I mean, it does okay. kind of look like that. I, I could totally see that. You have a Friday, harmonica. Friday, Friday, Friday. You got to all scratchy. It, it. Sing it. Sing it. I'm it's just the gray you. hair. All us gray-haired guys look the same. It's great for those of us with, with daddy issues, so it's super. <laughs> it's super. That is awesome. <laughs> Come on, sit in my lap. I'd like to tell you a little story about something called Audible. Oh, nice segue, Daddy. Come on, baby. Remember when read I, me a book, Daddy Remember Leo. I used to read to you? You'd sit in my lap, and I'd say, let me tell you a little bit about Harry Potter. <laughs> I, actually, we're, I'm a big fan of Audible.com. I think you all are. I know you are, Brian, because you do a lot of, you know, you're traveling. Traveling all the, all the time. time. Traveling, man. Audible allows you to download any from almost 80,000 audio books. You're the guy who turned me on to the Stephen King books. You How far along are you? Uh, I'm, you know, I, I, uh, I'm still on f uh, five, I think. I still got a ways to go because I interrupt with mm -hmm. other... Because I don't want to just read Stephen King. Well, you'll spend a whole year doing it. I yeah. mean, it's a year-long extravaganza. I'm saving it for when I circumnavigate the globe in my trawler. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll have the Stephen King. So meanwhile, I'm varying it up. I'm reading... I'll tell you what I'm loving right now. Do you read sci-fi at all? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Do you know Peter F. Hamilton? I, wait a minute. Hold on. You know I'm like crazy into Peter F. Hamilton. So you've read The Dreaming Void. Yes. The, 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 I just finished the Void trilogy. I had read the first two, and He's I was waiting for the third one to come out. So... I'm watching a bromance happening right here over <laughs> <laughs> Come here and sit in my lap, Brian. <laughs> I love the singularity, too, Leo. Oh, Brian. This is the greatest sci-fi book ever. I think it's really one of my new favorites. I am so digging it. Yeah, it's what's great about it. It's science fiction. That's hardcore science fiction, but somehow man manages to completely flip flop from being a full on fantasy novel. Right. Within a, 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 there's a he mixes the genres very. Right. It's still like it's all in the same world, but there are a set of conditions that allow a fantasy novel to take right. place within the science fiction novel. Have you gotten to the end? No, 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 oh, no. I'm yes. in book one. Don't say a word. Oh, wait, you're just starting it? I'm just starting okay, it. Okay, okay. But you know, it's funny because I, I, I downloaded War and Peace, which is, by the way, a damn long novel. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really long. Great observation. Don't know if you've heard show. about that yet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and... we learn a lot on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Damn long novel. There are several different versions of War and Peace, and there's, some really, there's a one that's really beautifully read, and I started listening. And then I thought, well, maybe I should do this uh, Dreaming Void first. <laughs> I'll save War and Peace for my circumnavigation. But you... and, and then I realized, really... He's as good a writer as Tolstoy. I mean, the, the this is very vivid, and in some ways it's kind of like War and Peace in the sense of it's a very, uh, you know, palpable, real world with a lot going on, a lot of people. It comes alive. I have to say, this is the year 3535. If indeed man's still alive. If woman oh, right. can survive, they will fall in love. There's actually a lot of hot sex in this. Uh, well, that's what's great about Peter F. Hamilton is that he doesn't lose he doesn't, touch with what chew. makes for a good yeah. me a good story. I was about to say meal. Like you, <laughs> you, you gobble the book down. <laughs> that is a good meal. I love this book. Anyway, but that's all. You know, 
you could get, this is a three-book trilogy, you can get the first two right now free. Yes, and of course, uh, I don't know if uh, the listeners, if you're going to start at the beginning, if you're going to, I'll tell you, your pick can be oh, you're the right. Dreaming Void no, trilogy. No, you're right, you should go back. I'm going to say start with Pandora's Star, you're because right. this takes place a thousand years after Pandora's Star, and this is a time... And Ozzy is still around. Yes, he is. Boy, uh, uh, I don't want to give spoilers. No don't spoilers. spoil it! So good. You're right, though. Now, the only thing I didn't like about Pandora's Star, and then is there, that's 37 hours. Then there's Judas Unchained, and that's another 37 hours. But the only thing I didn't like is when uh, Al Capone showed up. Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking of a different series. Oh, that's not this one. No, no, no. You're thinking of the um, uh, Night's Dawn Night's trilogy. Dawn. I don't like that as much. It's a little weird. Yeah, well, and that, by the way, major spoiler you just gave up on the Night's Dawn, because you spend the whole first book not understanding what's happening, and then that thing doesn't happen until the second book. Oops. But that's all right. Don't read the Night's Dawn trilogy anyway. Read Pandora's Star. No, this is the one with the, uh, with the Prime. Yes, yes. Yes. With uh, with Morning Light Mountain. Oh. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You know what? This you're right. This yeah. is a great. So you you got to read those two first, and this one, then uh, the Night's Dawn trilogy takes place and a thousand years later yeah. with a couple of the you same should, characters. You're right. You should read this first. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So and, and the beauty of this is two books, so you can get you can get both of these, and you'll be done. And uh, what's great is one of the characters from the first two books uh, essentially <laughs> Becky, is Becky looks so bored. I know. <laughs> when Denise like, and Becky are like, oh. Is this I, a nerd fest or what? I swear to God. I, well, no, no it's just, actually, I'm uh, taking we, notes because I'm looking for my next thing to do. Oh, you might like this. Just you, for me as opposed to for my kid. Yeah, this isn't I'm a kid book. Downloading do you, yeah. you, now, there are, there are great kid books, I should say, on Audible.com. It's a really great resource. And in fact, I mean, Audible's why I'm not in Becky's boat of having listened to a CD recently because oh, I do it all sure. for him on Audible. No baby beluga for you. You've got Audible.com and, and Redwall. Oh, I loved Redwall. Wait, you're, in about two years... In two years, your kid will love Redwall. Oh, it's such great stuff. Redwall. Okay, I'll put yeah, that one down. Yeah, Brian Jacques. Benny. There's a lot of these. You know the Catherine Lasky books? They did the movie last fall, The Guardians of Gahul. Yes. They, they did with that movie what they didn't do to Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. They took a great series of books and tried to condense it all down, and it's really bad. If you've read the books, you don't like the movie. So I actually haven't let him watch the movie, but the books are great. So look for Catherine Lasky. She's done two very long series of uh, kids' books. Redwall, the author, just passed away, Brian Jacques, uh, and that's sad because he was writing an amazing series. There are five of them now, I think. Uh, highly recommend those for, I would say, what do they say the age Young are? adults? Yeah, no, it's a little bit younger. I'd say a 10-year-old, 11-year-old boy would be perfect for this. Because it's mm -hmm. about a mouse, a young mouse who uh, has to, f you know, f learn how to fight and stuff. It's, they're animals. So it's a little bit the younger kid. But I just love this. If you love fantasy. The thing is, an adult would love this, too. Well, now we've just given you like 20 different books you have to get. You know, what's funny the, is none, none of them were the ones I wanted to share. That's the funny part. But okay, I'll, sa I'll save them for another time. All right, all right. Because there's so many. This is what happens when people are listen to There are so many to choose from. We get together, we start talking. Have you heard? So I'm going to say Pandora's Star. You're right. And That's Judas the beginning. Unchained. That would yeah. be the, a good two to get if you love sci-fi. Audible.com slash twit2. It is about an epic battle for the survival of... The human race. And it takes place like it's one of those a thousand years from now, everything changes, and yet the important part's all still the yeah. same. Yeah, attractive ladies, attractive men getting together. They're even more attractive because they've got rejuve treatment. That's right. Yeah. People kill each other, and then they just, you know, like it's a video game, they come back. Yeah. That's I was good. not bored. I was just obsessed with finding oh my God. Taylor Hicks. <laughs> Wait, look. Did you so Photoshop that? That's, isn't that unbelievable? That looks like you Photoshopped. No. Leo's face on. I'm going to hold that right up to the camera. This is ridiculous. Wait a minute. No, I can do it. I know. Leo will do it. Right. He'll take a screen grab. I can do a screen it's grab. It's just from 
from uh, Google search images. It's un. It just drove me nuts the entire season. You think that looks like me? His yeah. Head, his yeah head, wait looked, a minute. I actually thought you had photoshopped Leo's features onto George Clooney's face. His head is actually <laughs> um, strangely large. <laughs> It is really? Kind of weird. Seriously? Does that look like? No. It, it, well, in fact, I actually thought it was a bad Photoshop when I first. It looks saw like it. a bad Photoshop. No, that is the the DNA mix of Leo and George Clooney. That is him. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Case closed, my friends. I'm just saying. I think I think we've figured it out. Wow. Oh, no, that's Leo. the way. I don't know if you guys are watching wow. the party, but it's going nuts right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed oh, with that. All right, all right, all right. Oh, Gray hair, we all gosh. look alike. Go to audible.com <laughs> slash twit2, and you can get two books absolutely free. That's the platinum account. You'll sign up for that, and, uh, and uh, your first month's free, first books are free, and you get to keep them forever, so it's a great deal. Audible.com slash twit Tuesday. They say in the chat room, somebody hacked my DNA. It's true. <laughs> so I got a question, and I don't know if anyone else has dealt with this. I kind of only want to bring it up if somebody has an experience that they can explain to me. But has anyone used the Facebook migration tool to go from private page to a public one yet? No. Well, because they had it, they came out with it quietly like a couple weeks ago. Oh, and see, that's a great thing because people like you, you, you really don't want your public on your personal page. You want to move them to a fan page. Right. Well, I had this problem, and the way I got rid of it was I deleted my Facebook account. Right. Well, for those of us who don't want to follow in the footsteps of Leo, <laughs> yeah. uh, this sounded like a dream come true, but then I read they yanked the tool earlier this week because people were using it not understanding that it was a permanent shift your private page went to your public page and it became this own thing it lost all of the content that you had created it lost all of the Ooh. messages lost all it, it preserved who oh, was dear. following you but good. it lost all the tags all your photos all everything and in fact there was an article that's pretty buggy actually. in facebook uh, they yanked it because nobody understood what they were doing. Uh, Including Facebook, it sounds like. Christina Warren on Mashable details her horrific problem, this hell on earth she created her for herself. Uh, and uh, However, since then, somebody has soft-eased them through it, but I was hoping one of you guys had experienced it because I think a lot of personalities, when they first get started, you say yes I to everyone mistake, on Facebook. And I said yes to everybody. I got 5,000 friends, and that was the max, and now and I was unusable. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm at that 5,000 max now, so I have to say no to a bunch of people, but there, there's enough people who I care that they get what I'm that they, they get what I'm putting out there right now that I, 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 I know I should use this, but apparently, like it's difficult. Like you can't have the same phone number attached to both your private one mm. and your public one because they're separate entities, and no two entities can have the same phone number apparently. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I deleted ten thousand people. So yeah, I remember you uh, did that. Why are you guys oh. just mass murderers? What is wrong with you people? I was you the know. no bitch for. But Robert, do you have then. a private page or a public page? A public page. Or for I, I you, it both. just doesn't I, matter. Robert's Facebook.com/slash Robert Scoble is my private one, which is pre-public because I turn everything public. And then uh, Scobleizer is my public page where everybody can follow. But I keep the private one for people I've actually met face to face, and I can remember after I get home. <laughs> um, and I have about seven, eighteen hundred friends right now on it. But I, I got to the five thousand limit very early and quickly realized that was unworkable. I had, to, I had something like five thousand people waiting to be my friend after they got to five thousand, and it just wasn't workable. And then I. Change the rule. I have to actually know you. And yeah, I you do that too. Yeah. yeah. And that actually, so my private page is more like a regular Facebook page. But now. that's what I, we I, really need because we, if we're going to report on Facebook, we need to have the experience of what it's like to be a normal person, yeah. not a, yeah. you know, public a star figure or something. Star. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're a star. <laughs> hey, I, I got I to gotta, uh, gotta, gotta interrupt for a second. 
the I hate doing this show anywhere near April first. <laughs> I thought you were just going to end it there. I hate doing this show. I hate you. I hate this job. I hate you all. And then you walk back, April Fool. Okay, there were some great April Fools out there. Yeah, and I don't know why everyone hates on April Fools. April Fools is the Christmas of the internet. All these businesses, if it's done well, there's a lot of stuff that's done poorly. Think Geek is the king. YouTube, they did the 1911 thing. YouTube 1911 was okay. Dude, what are you talking about? The flugelhorn feline. Gmail Motion was the best. Gmail Motion was pretty amazing. Do you know that somebody made Gmail Motion? Did you see that? Yeah, they actually did it. Yeah, somebody... well, okay. Which we should explain this. This is a gesture-based email command system, and G and Google did their absolutely prototypical rollout video, professionally but we, done. But we know they're going to do this because they do this every year, so it's not a yeah. huge. It took me surprise. fifteen seconds. I mean, I, I definitely you know what? I, had you know what? I'll, show, I'll show a little bit of this, and I'll tell you when. When there's always a point in April Fool's joke. A good April Fool's joke is plausible, but it has to have a point where you go, oh. And there is a point in this where you go, oh, they say Gmail Motion, a new way to communicate. The mouse and keyboard were invented before the internet even existed. Hi, my name is Paul McDonald. I'm the product manager of Gmail. So far, so good. Over the past decade, advances... Let me, let me go to a 720p I'd version. say it went a, this decade, a while. Advances like touchscreen technology no, I'll tell you exactly have transformed where it goes the south. way we interact with personal electronics. <laughs> yeah. So they show, and they have, this is good, they have, uh, they have like, diagrams and stuff. And then they, they have a demo. ...physical movement and turns it into actionable commands. The demo's where it goes south. For example... Okay, first of all, <laughs> this guy... That guy looks awesome, He's dude. Pat Paulson. But then watch the gestures. Message, make a motion as if you were opening an envelope. Okay. To reply, simply point backward with your thumb. <laughs> to reply all, use both hands. Now, he's completely deadpan, which yeah. is part of the reply giveaway. All. Yeah. Reply out, but awesome. here's here's the fine. This is the one where I go, okay, it's April Fools. To send a message, lick this a stamp and place it down. <laughs> right, <You're> so right. <laughs> he, he puts his knee up in the air. Well, he and he crushes it out like a cigarette. And crushes, there. Now I have to say that is absolutely. To send a message, lick a stamp and place it down. <laughs> okay, April Fools. Now it's almost you know. like Google has yeah. like a competition in house because they also be. had the the animal an translate feature. Oh, you saw that one, right? Yeah. Where they go to the farm, they yeah. show this old like uh, they made it look like a Borat style video where they were punking a guy, but I'm sure the guy had to be in on it. But like essentially, your mobile phone, you record a pig. Well, now where was that? Oh yeah, dude, Google Translate animals. I'm sure. Is, it's while was that you this look year? for that one, can I just admit that the livid lobster one? Cracked me up. Now, oh yeah! This is Callie Lewis's uh, uh, crew. Yeah. And John Posadides uh, <laughs> wrote this crazy. Go ahead. It was this outrageous um, press release. Congratulations! We're so excited. This uh, Leo Laporte's Twit Network and um, this venture capital firm and this. Uh, a number of people believe this, I want to tell you. Funding partnership have a 67% stake in Livid Lobster acquired for the cost of $47 million. <laughs> now, I, the fish hook was so deep you at this point. It. For, you believed it? For, ten, for like 10 seconds, I went, <gasps> and I thought, oh my God, there really is a tech bubble. They're buying media. <laughs> These fools are buying tech media. I mean, Well, I'm glad you thought it was foolish. <laughs> Did, did well, you see, the, by the way, that this guy uh, turned the uh, Gmail uh, motion motion thing into a real into, thing? Yeah. Into a real thing uh, using a Microsoft Connect. I was going to say, Connect would be the way to do it. I was going to say, yeah, yeah Connect yeah. is yeah. the perfect time. So this is Translate for Animals. Ch channel uh, chat room is saying that they think this was from 2010 or 2009. It says copyright 2011. Yeah, Google. so I don't know. 
Maybe right. it's an old idea. You know, they did the toilet. Uh, I'm going to show you a new Android application that's been developed through our translation technology. Our new app, Google Translate for Animals, translates animal speech into this human vernacular. This is obviously a joke. The of course, of course. records the animal sounds and then transmits them to our server. They're saying the it was several years ago in the chat room, but translate. Okay. All right, so we won't repeat it if it's several years ago. You did see the new Think Geek ones. Last, a few years ago, they did the uh, Tauntaun sleeping bag. Yeah, which became a real product. And it, and it became a real product, which then, I think is pretty gross because... What's the story? I've I had mean, to keep myself oh. from buying one. Are you kidding me? I would so get one of those and put my daughter so in there. It was what? It was an Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, Empire Strikes Back in order to survive against the harsh winters of Hoth. Han Solo splits open a tauntaun, sticks Luke in there. So disgusting. <laughs> and so you buy the sleeping bag with like plush entrails. Yeah. And you get in the sleeping bag with the entrails of the tauntaun. And it's real. They yeah. made it. Well, and what's funny is like somebody, apparently that's the business model is see what ThinkGeek comes up with for an April Fool's joke and then decide to make it because yeah. that's what happened with the iCade we saw at CES, right. the guy saw That's it right. as, as a joke and be like, geek. people will so buy if, that. If, if somebody doesn't make the Apple Store Playmobil oh. set, <laughs> they're really missing the boat here. No. Oh, you know one of the joke ones on there, that. if you pan down, there's a set of 3D glasses that do the away with 3D. the 3D. Yeah. And let me tell you, my daughter is seven years old. She, she will not wear 3D glasses because she hates stuff flying out in her face. Mm -hmm. So she and would so buy that. I'm, seriously, it meant as a joke, I'm totally going to buy some. I love this. So here's the keynote theater in your Apple Playmobil <laughs> Apple Store. There's a Steve Jobs Playmobil oh, with the turtleneck and the jans. And your iPhone slots right in there, and you can download prepared keynote uh, speeches from Playmobil. If they don't make wow. this, there's Steve Wozniak on a Segway <laughs> lining up first in line. Of Where's course. Leo you with know, a live I'm stream? I'm surprised, Robert. There yeah. should be a, is that you? Maybe that's Scoble there because there should be a Scoble in line there. Oh, so great. This is, Look for the this is just perfect. I loved, I have to say, I loved the uh, Angry Birds pork rinds. Yes. Hey, this Ooh. is a Flipboard t shirt. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I think, think, think Geek has the best. But, but the reason I brought that up. It's always a little scary when you're doing this show shortly after April oh. Fool's that you might be sucked in. Oh, and nothing more humiliating, right, to go on the air. You go on GMA well, and well, say something. Fact the check something is, like this I, I on a day-by-day -day basis is tough. a real news story was real, right? That, right. Uh, so supposedly somebody got fired at Facebook for insider trading. I, I still don't was know. Was that, that real? I think was that real was real. It broke like th that night. You know? Well, okay. So tell me, is this is, we'll play a little game. Real or not? Okay, this just crossed the wire, so it might be real. Okay. Amazon has come up with a new Android phone. What? It's called the Blaze. What? Dual gigahertz, 1.2 gigahertz core Qualcomm MSM8660, 4.3-inch display, front-facing camera, near-field communications. But get this. Is that that's a solar, a solar cell get on out the back. No way. Hey, that's give me your April call. Fool's? Hold on. You think April Fool's? I'll make a call. You're gonna right. oh, whoa! oh she's gonna make a call. Comes with gingerbread, <laughs> HSPA plus, which means it's probably T-Mobile. The Amazon Blaze UI. I don't know Man, that one. Chat room is split. I'm seeing fake and real. Almost. It came out April third, so they missed the boat. Fake uh, because solar cells would never work on that. It wouldn't give you enough battery but, life. But it doesn't matter, though. It's one of those things. You don't put a solar cell because you want effective charging. You put it's it on there because, yeah, because you well because you want to have a green reputation. You uh, want to make that's, money. That's like Jason Calacanis said, oh, the next iPhone's going to have a solar cell. Give me a break. But, I don't know. Boy, she really did. She got up and left. But what if? That was like, that was like she went reporter yeah. mode. <laughs> and off what she if? went.
That's true. It's That's nice timing with their uh, music announcement. This yeah, week. this is from Android right, Community, uh, which is an Android no, blog, right. AndroidCommunity.com. I got five dollars that says it's real. You want to play? Yeah. You want? Um, but I'm not going to bet against you. What are you? Oh, you're going to be on my side. I think it is real. Scoble, you got five. I I don't think that prototype is real. I I bet there's going to be an app. An Amazon, an, an, an phone, Amazon or phone or some device like We're that. We're also hearing it just that makes that sense because of the of the strength that they've had with the Kindle. Why not get into this game and try to build a brand around mo mobile phones? The, the reason I think it's either it's a uh, a hoax not affiliated with Amazon. Who who published the story? AndroidCommunity.com. Man, I don't know. I mean, it just seems weird that they would do it two days after because everybody makes sure to, everybody makes sure to wrap their presents very deliberately. For April 1st, and to miss it by two days and release that would be pretty stupid. Right. Is this just sort of a strange, stray rumor? Not an April Fool's joke. Well, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah maybe. Could be a bogus. Yeah, we see, we see that same kind of hoax uh, before every iPhone release, which we should talk about. Did you guys already talk about that last week? Do you think that... Uh, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. AndroidPolice.com had this on... April 1st. Oh, I lost $5. I think $5. you're going to lose your, I think I you're lose $5. your five bucks. Better call it back. Saw, the solar cell gives it away because a solar yeah. cell does absolutely nothing it's not on, enough. on a mobile phone. It's not enough juice. No, it's, it, it's, it, it does nothing, and it would increase the cost by $30 or $40, which is prohibitive for a mobile device. So just use some of your... You know, thinking of how to design a mobile device that right. would be hot in the hot in the marketplace. Right. I just See. called my Amazon contact. They're like, "What?" <laughs> chat, they, not so. Chat room had it at the exact gonna, same time. Um, it was a tie between you and the chat room. They said, "I'm doing the double check because maybe I've been on another planet." But they said we never heard anything about it. Oh, no. and in fact, when they published it uh, at Android Police, they had the uh, the name was Rekindle. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I do think the, that Amazon's going to do a Kindle Android tablet. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. By the way, one of my April Fool's jokes, I think three years ago, was before the Kindle came out. And if you go back and read it, it was uh, announcing the Kindle because I had already seen it at that point. So and I, it wasn't I a joke. It, and I didn't call it Amazon. I called it an Apple thing. But... Uh, Ooh, this is sneaking. great because you know what's funny? I got this in trouble, by the way. I've never been invited to an Amazon press release since. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they were not happy with me, even though I did it as an April Fool's joke, even though I didn't name Amazon in there. They were not very happy. We should do a trade. I'll go to the Amazon events. You go to the Apple <laughs> events for me. I, that but, sounds good. <laughs> it is, but you need some sort of a co-op for the things you've been, been yeah, banned from. I yeah. can't believe I didn't get banned for the Steve Jobs live streaming I, I'm thing. kind of shocked you didn't either. That was, what, I was, what did you live stream? So Becky was at the iPad. What was it? The iPhone Air, Air at MacBook Air yeah, announcement. MacBook Air, yeah, sorry. Air. Yeah, and she uh, she was in the demo room, and we were using FaceTime to talk to her. It was the best grab we've ever done on Twitter. And <laughs> she's Steve we Jobs live. comes up to her. We were live, and she says, "Steve, Steve," and she interviews him on Face. <laughs> Two wow. questions, two or three. It well, was very short. It was an interview. Wow. But I was shocked that I didn't. And he, I mean, I was holding the phone yeah. up like this. Katie Cotton didn't uh, swat you. Because I, I, I tried to interview him right after the... I usually, she months. usually swats me, yeah. yeah but this is she, Becky Worley no from interviews. ABC's Good Morning America. I think it's a little different. I think I just looked like a bimbo, so they just weren't threatened. Well, I think Denise <laughs> is right. It was FaceTime. Well, I was using his own product, so it's sort of like you can't really bite my hand, you know. I, yeah. I tried to pull my uh, Motorola Zoom out to compare it to the iPad 2, and they said, uh-uh. Oh. <laughs> you, 
could do that when you buy one. So, you know. You have to be on best behavior in the magic room. Ooh, the magic. <laughs> but this was a great segment because it started off with you guys complaining about April Fools and then me trying to defend it. But and then, right, but then I got got. And, and then, then it, now, it now I twist. feel bad. So I was like, well, maybe maybe it is a problem when you're in the news reporting this. Is like the, this is like the Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, I, so going back, uh, you know, we were before the show, we were watching that Charlie Sheen uh, video on ABC's Good Morning America this today about brutal. his live show. Yeah. And I had pitched yesterday to do the story about the sequel injection, the Liza Moon virus. And they said, now nah, we got a lot of stories we got to do. Um, and so we didn't end up talking about Liza Moon at all. But I thought that was, they were, people that's were asking, actually, is that an April Fool's? And that's one not. of the biggest stories of the week. In fact, I was bit by it on the radio show because people are calling up uh, over and over again. So just to give you that story, it's a, 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 a bug in MySQL, which is a database used by pretty much everything everywhere on the Internet. Uh, it is a, a SQL injection bug that allows uh, a bad guy to take over a, a, the, a database that a website's delivering, inject some uh, JavaScript into the page that you get from that website. I put a link in your lineup of uh, WebSense, did a whole video of what happens, and if you fast forward... Oh, about, I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah. it's really interesting, uh, all of the scareware that it then downloads onto your computer. Well, the interesting... Uh, uh, thing that's, you know, WebSense is watching the growth of this. When they first announced it on Tuesday, I think it was 24,000 sites had been impacted. By Thursday, it was uh, 640,000 sites. And I just did a search on Google for that Apple, for that uh, JavaScript str string, and I got several million sites. So it's growing exponentially. Well, and we'll see if it grows beyond that. But keep in mind, to put it in perspective, I mean, we've got tens of billions of web pages out there. Uh, so we're looking at, you know, 0.01% at this Right, point. but what it does, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm knock on wood because I we run MySQL on every one of my sites. It's, this is part of the LAMP stack, you know, Linux, uh, Apache, uh, MySQL, and PHP. That's what LAMP stands for. Now, there are alternatives like PostgreSQL, but most people use uh, MySQL. So I'm going to go down here uh, and see. There's a video. All right, here we go. just fast forward. Um, but it just puts up some really compelling um, scareware that looks, they call it Windows Stability Center, mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, Security Center. And um, it has you install uh, and then reboot the computer. And then what it does, it says you're compromised, you need to buy something new. Right. And then you end up, it has a perfect input. I like it that they're showing cards. this on Windows XP. Which <laughs> 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 kind of says something, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, using Internet Explorer too, I might add. But the truth is, uh, you know, it, it, the the hacked sites are initially websites, not your home computer. But if you go visit websites, some of which are completely normal websites you've visited many times before, but once they're hacked, they start affecting and impacting your system. Um, and I, we heard from a lot of people on the show today who had exactly this. You know, warning, you've got a bug, they install the bad stuff, and they're stuck forever. I mean, they're, yeah. just, they're, they're just in bad shape. I just talked to Brian Aker, who was one of the main developers he on wrote it um, MySQL. SQL. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, he was talking to me about the new Drizzle um, database, which is a fork of MySQL. And he said they, they did all sorts of re-engineering to make that really small and light and get rid of a lot of the crust that's, the crust that's built up Of course, up remember, Oracle bought MySQL, and there, a lot of people like Brian were a little unhappy with that, and Drizzle was kind of a response uh, to this. But well, actually, this Drizzle point, started before they got bought. I'm, uh, you know, he, he, he put it uh, this way. He said uh, um, a lot of the corporate customers who were using MySQL, like uh, SAP, Force, force them because they were paying millions of dollars to put in right. features that the internet 
you know, me and you don't need. And also, uh, there was just a bunch of stuff. So there, there, we'll just pause it right up. here on this video. This is the warning that you get on your PC. But Microsoft Security Essentials Alert. Is that the warning or is that the actual, uh, is that really, see, this is, I'm even confused. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not Microsoft Security Essentials. That is the pop-up that you get. Potential threat details, uh, unknown Trojan, and you have three buttons, clean computer, apply actions, or close. Of course, you're not going to close it. You're going to say, well, oh, gee, I better clean the computer um, and or apply actions. I don't know what and that is. Either way, they all, all three take you there. You restart, you restart again, and then what it does is it takes you to a page um, that does a scan, a complete scan on your system. It shows you where you're um, compromised. And, Leo, go to 410 in the video, and you'll see it has a perfect um, set up for inputting all of your credit card information. Oh, that's nice. So that yeah. you can buy this fix, of course. Yeah. Wow, that does look good. And yeah. it, it goes through Windows the Stability thing. Center. Yeah. <laughs> Windows Stability Center. That's it. Purchase license for, um, you know, this is this. this is Microsoft. I'm buying this from Microsoft. Of it's, it said it was secure. Right. Uh, wow. There was a Visa logo right on there. How could they have that if it's not real? Especially the special Verified. discount offer makes yeah. it really compelling. Yeah. Oh, it isn't even on sale. <laughs> so I have a couple of questions. Yeah. Leo, would you ever see this on a Mac? No. No. Not now, anyway, and but there's no reason they couldn't write this on a Mac. But we've been saying that for 12 years. Yeah, the, no, but the, why the should they attack the Mac? You, you will the see market it. share is higher and the... Still not the, high enough. But the... Um, it's so easy to do the, this on Windows. But the income level of the targets is so much higher. Why wouldn't you? Well, uh, uh, all it, I can say is we know that the, these exploits are possible because... Uh, Safari was hacked in five seconds on Pwn to Own about yeah. three weeks ago. We know that there are plenty of vulnerabilities in the Macintosh. Now, there's one thing on the Mac that is a little different. Uh, I think you would be asked for your uh, administrator password before any of this could have happened. Hmm. That's one extra layer, but I don't think that, I think that a lot of people would just say, yeah, fine, I'll, I need my password to install this. Yeah. yeah, that's something that always drives me nuts. Uh, not that I'm saying you're doing it right now, but but everyone says, you know, oh, there's no viruses on the Mac, and it's like, that's that's because you're not a big enough target I think that's it. I, I really do think there are plenty of vulnerabilities. Uh, so, Is it possible it's just out of weird respect? No. Is it no, possible? it's not. Oh, yeah. Not when there's money on the line. Oh, it's yeah. absolutely but, but, not but, possible but that out of respect. But the money's, but the money's there. No, well, no, 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 no. Think yeah. about it. There's hundreds of millions of Windows computers out there. And you're going to have, by the way, a very high percentage of success because most of these users are novice neophyte users who are going to go for this. Right. They are also terrified about security already. Fair enough. Plus, also, the big money is in getting a zombie botnet so that you can run DDoS attacks or Actually, you can use case, them to send spam. In this case, they're not doing that. What they're doing is getting your credit card. Right. I have been they're charging you this. 50 bucks. And, and there are some cases where you pay a yearly fee. Wow. <laughs> they have you. You okay. never know that you were hacked. You, yeah, that's called Norton Antivirus. Oh, oh man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know where wow. I, I worry I'm less. I'm gonna take that back because that mafia is coming after me. <laughs> I am. I worry, changing my address. I actually worry man. less about. Uh, and somebody made a good point in the chat room. Less about Macintosh OS 10, more about iOS. I think that the yeah. real now this is a majority platform. The iPhone. This is going to be a very juicy target. Okay, but soon. we've been talking about that over and over again, and everybody's trying to sell you a mobile security suite. True. And True. I'm sorry, where is it? I'm not recommending it. Well, until let's I get see you know. If, attack. Look, if you're a hacker. <laughs> hey, Brian, give me that $5 that you... Yeah, uh, all right, all right, that you won from I, me. I would like You're to give punked. you $5. Come on this show. We'll change your voice and face. You don't even have to, you know, you can Skype from a secure location. And tell us, why 
don't you write attacks for Max? What's the story? It's I'd prejudice. love to know that. Let's get that I, guy I've who has the power a few of, of them, a thousand Leo, and they, they say the architecture is dramatically different. It's it's a little it's well they don't it know is it. Harder. I think that's probably the case. That they, they don't all have Max. All the, Microsoft used to invite hackers up to Microsoft every year when I worked there and, and have conferences with them. And they only use Macs. <laughs> so maybe there is a little bit of... You mean uh, the bad guys Mac. all use Macs? A lot of them did. That's know? interesting. Uh, they feel safer with Macs. A lot of them have Linux as well. But, it, uh, you know, you would walk around the room, you would see a lot of Macs and a lot of Linux machines. Not, not very many Windows machines. Well, while we're talking about... Max, I guess uh, WWDC they announced. Yep. And uh, what what's what's the predictions? What no, are we thinking? We'll see. No iPhone for you. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's fascinating, isn't it? Why do you? That's that's the general rumor. We agree. That's uh, that's the case. I I would if it weren't for the Verizon iPhone coming out just I a couple months why. ago. It's yep. difference. Yeah, and and plus also it's like they they have doubled down every single year for four years now. I, it's time for them to do some profit taking. I, I said I said this on MacBreak Weekly. It's time for Apple to declare victory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, just to, mm -hmm. to pull a Microsoft and sit on their fat laurels yeah. and be all like, that's right, number one right here. Yeah. Well, they don't need to release another one. They're well, selling just fine, thank you. And they probably yeah. will have exciting announcements from the software side. Um, and I can see yeah. that that in the fall, shortly before Christmas, I can see a dual-core processor uh, iPhone 5 coming out. September. What about... You think so? That early? Well, you yeah, have to do it September. I think you announced it September, yeah. They're saying September? Yeah. Yeah. I think cause in order to get it in the, in the Christmas... Yeah, in order to get it in Christmas uh, uh, stores, you need to get it pretty... I, I'm also hearing I, iOS 5 will have re really tight integration with Twitter, which I'm... Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for that feature. Well, uh, man, I don't want to jump around stories, but did you see that article about how Dude, many people are really actually, using Twitter? Hold on a second. Let's talk about how many people are really using Twitter in just a moment. I do want to get a commercial in. We are running way late because we started 40 minutes late, so people were watching live. East meets West will begin momentarily. Uh, Tom Merritt is in the house. And then we're also doing frame rate afterwards, early frame rate this oh, week. Are you doing wow. a frame rate Yeah, tonight? because I got a show on Tuesday. It is on like Donkey Kong around here. <sighs> Saying. Did you actually say that? I have the T-shirt. <laughs> Nintendo sent me the T-shirt. Who is it? Yeah, they sent me the T-shirt. On like Donkey Kong. Like, my favorite is to offer my Donkey Kong congratulations to you. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, not me. Don't point the camera at me. He said it. I'm what? bringing it back. <laughs> it's on like Donkey. Is that from a movie? It's something the kids say. The kids say that? Yeah, the kids say uh, Not my kids. The kids who have never played my Donkey Kong. My kid has Kong. no idea what Donkey Kong is. You know Are you love, kidding? You know what I love about this? I am the only girl that comes on this show that Leo gives to. Yeah, no, of course. I love it. No. That is a bad <laughs> It's true. I don't flirt with you. I flirt with all the other no, pretty girls. No, you give me a, a good ration of abuse. I like That's it. That's because I know you can kick my... <laughs> <laughs> my tuchus. You can kick his ball out from underneath Whatever him. you say, Daddy. Yeah, it's because I look Give like, a, ad. I can't like wait that to Taylor hear Hicks guy. <laughs> Come on, Taylor Hicks. Rock us with a carbonite ad. I'd like to tell you about carbonite. It's amazing. Backup strategy for everybody. It's carbonite, carbonite. Yes, it's carbonite. Back up, back up. I need auto-tune. <laughs> Stat. That was... Oh, my gosh. Can we build that into the new studio, please? <laughs> auto-tune. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can do that, right? Auto, auto-tune. We can that have auto-tune built into the studio. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Now you know why the number one Google search when you type is Leo Laporte is... Is Leo Laporte Hot. gay? Hot. 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 <laughs> We're trying to change that. Hot. Is Leo Laporte Taylor Hicks? I think that would be good. 
I take that. You know what I'm going to do? Give it 20 you know, minutes. Google accuses Microsoft of stealing all their search results. Right. So I think what we got to do is just Ooh. use both Bing and Google and just search over and over, is Leo Laporte hot? Is Leo Laporte hot? What? We're going to Well, and if it. you get the plus one turned on, you can click plus one on the links See? you want. Oh, we got to talk about that, too. Yeah. That's right. Oh, carbonite, we got lots more carbonite. to talk about. Let's talk about Carbonite, Carbonite. <laughs> Everybody install it tonight. <laughs> if you install Carbonite, what happens immediately is it starts backing you up to the cloud I think automatic backup is very important because nobody, let's face it, nobody remembers to do that. It also is safe in the cloud. And now it's okay to have a local uh, hard drive backup. That's fine. I'm not against that. But the problem is if there's a fire, you know, something bad happens, a tsunami or whatever, you lose the backup. When you put it in the cloud, it's offsite, it's safe. And Carbonite is kind of like Dropbox or Amazon Cloud because you can go to your Carbonite account on any computer, anytime. They even have an iPhone, Android, and Blackberry app. There's your data. You can download it and use it. So really, it's unlimited cloud storage. Forget this, $55 a year. Can I tell you what made me a believer? What? Because I thought it was so clever. Because it's like, well, I got my desktop PC, right? And then I also have the studio upstairs. So I back everything up to the studio upstairs. And then I also back it up to my laptop. And I think I'm so freaking smart. And then we go out for two months to Orlando. Yes. So I pack my studio PC, my desktop PC, and my laptop into the car. And on the drive out, I leave everything in the car. Oh, shoot. And all of a sudden, I realize all my oh. pictures, my kids' oh, baby photos, terrifying. everything I've worked on in one physical location, and we're in the middle of, like, Mobile, Alabama. No idea if I... I've never worried more Tell about my car being stolen. I did not. I did not. But it made me realize... You were right on the line. No man. matter how smart you think you are, no matter how many physical copies you have with you... Right. They can go away. They can go bye-bye. Gotta go to the cloud. Gotta go to the cloud. Remember Dave Corona? Old shooter at... Yeah. His house burned. And he had everything backed up. Yeah. All wow. his photos, all his everything. But it was all in the house or he had it off site? All backed up off site. Yeah. Dave all didn't safe. lose anything. That's nope. the key. Carbonite.com. Try it free for two weeks. Mac or PC. Use the offer code TWID. And if you decide to buy $55 a year for a 12 month subscription, we'll turn that into a 14 month subscription. Absolutely free. That's 14 months with a price of 12. Carbonite.com. Offer code TWID. You got to back it up to get it back. So do it right with Carbonite. Carbonite. Now, if you go to Wolfram Alpha and you type in Leo Laporte and Taylor Hicks, you do get a comparison. Hey. Hey. If you Very go to nice. Google. And I, I got to point out, Leo, this, this Taylor Hicks meme has been a meme in the making since at least 2006. What? Because I Googled. Is Leo Laporte Taylor Hicks? <laughs> yes. And got a dig result of you in some video. It says it doesn't look like Leo enjoys takeoffs. It's dated July 22nd, 2006. And one of the commenters is, that guy kind of looks like Taylor Hicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I never even heard of Taylor Hicks to today. This is, uh, my life is changing. See? Plus so one. Awesome. So uh, this is uh, this is Google's attempt to uh, I don't know be uh, do a Facebook. It's yeah. a like button. Kind of. If you like a result, right? If you think it's the right result. Oh, but I bet you, I bet you, by golly, I'll get be able to put a plus one button on my website. Don't you think anytime soon? Well, you think uh, you can do it with right an ad to, already? Yeah, yeah. You could, I think that's done. just a matter of time. Yeah. And what this gives Google and you're, Robert, you, you're you're kind of a big pusher of this notion of the social graph and plus search, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, You know, I think they're setting up something that they're going to release at uh, the Google I.O. conference. and We keep uh, waiting for like Google Me or whatever, this this Facebook what, killer. Is it going to be that? Well, I don't know. I don't 
I don't hold that. I don't think so. No, there's no way. There's too many things we go to Facebook for. And we do, when we go to Google, we don't go for any of those same things. Yeah. And we yeah. should explain, but, for those who don't know about this, it's only visible to those who follow you through or your contacts through various, and it's a very arcane well, who can see what you post. If you go that's to, the part that freaked me out when I first read this. First of all, you have to turn on your Google profile. So you right. have to go to profiles.google.com slash uh, yeah, slash, and uh, hit return and set up a Google profile. And then you have to turn on the uh, uh, plus one feature. And I forget how to get there to turn it on. And then there'll be a page. So if you go to my profile, you can actually see the page of all the plus ones I've done. I've done a couple hundred already. And here's, a, and here's mine right here. But see, I only plus one my blog and Twit Live. In fact, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but yeah. Plus one Isn't it is just Leo another way to game hits. Google? Uh, that's an uh, interesting question, yeah. And that's what we're expecting is by clicking plus one in the uh, results. So here, let me sh show you what I can show, like show yours. I got it, I got it here. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't have it turned on on this machine. That's here, I'll, interesting. I'll get it. So here's your Google profile, yeah. Robert Scoble. I actually like Google profiles. So um, you can turn on and off these top tabs. You don't have Picasa turned on. I turned off Buzz and Picasa Web. But we both have plus ones turned on, and these are all the things you've plus one but what is the value of that? Well, that's what freaked me out. When I first started to read that, I'm like, what's the point of liking it if I'm the only one who knows? Because it's not like anyone subscribes. Well, you this know, is typical Google, isn't it? Yeah, well, I haven't friended or whatever. And then it dropped like, oh, by the way, the people who can see it are anyone who's on your Google chat list. And, uh, and then that was the moment oh. I because I keep my chat open. And so I got a bunch of people following on that. And I don't even know. Uh, but it's like, it's. I, the fact, then all of a sudden it hit me that it's like, wow, Google knows everything I do in my Gmail and everybody you know I should do with on is yeah, e turn it on. Call the FTC. I'm sure they'd like to hear <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm, here, I haven't, I haven't plus one uh, twit yet. So um, if you turn it on and somebody put the, the uh, URL to turn it on. The easiest way is just go google.com slash experimental. Yeah, and you click it, and it shows time, up plus yeah. one, and then it'll show up on my on my profile. Now, what this what I'm expecting this to help is Google search result results will notice that I've clicked plus one, and some pages actually have a bunch of people who've clicked plus one. So if everybody in the audience goes and clicks plus one on Twit, um, you'll, uh, well, you'll what do you get? But what does that do? Does it affect well, the search results? Does it? It's, First of all, it shows you 15 of your friends or 15 people have clicked plus one on this search result. So visually, you'll see, oh, a lot of people like this single result. And I'm expecting that that will help the result. It will help that single result move up the list into more places. I mean, you might be so looking at... You might be looking at customized searches down the road, but the reason that the like exists right now is because it gives you access to the deep user involvement for everybody on Facebook. A Facebook like, like is way more powerful than a tweet or even a search result because right. when because it's sticky and it sticks around for a long time. You can like something, and a week later, your mom can finally get around to checking it out. Right. Uh, I, there's no user involvement like that with, with the Google results. I, well, I want to go. I think Google no. ultimately wants to mine this information and use it somehow in a social search result. So when you search for a page, It'll say, well, here's what our results are. Here's what your friends liked. But it's not going to, that's, there's not going to be a mountain, well, that's not going to be useful if there's a mountain of data. Well, well could, th th yeah, after everybody adds plus ones to a bunch of things like right. restaurants and stuff, think about being able to go to Google and say, show me all the sushi restaurants my friends have liked. That would be interesting. Here's what uh, I think will happen. Bing's already doing this effectively with Facebook. If you yeah. do a Bing search, you get, you know, here's what your friends 
said or liked or thought. What I think will happen is this, it will be data mining this information and it'll pay attention to who your friends are and what they plus one. And I could see a time in the future where every time you do a search, just as on Gmail, you have the, uh, what is it? The important email emails up at the top in their right. own little uh, section. I could see important results like priority stuff, results. Exactly. Yeah. Priority search yeah. results specific yeah, to you. They're not that. doing that yeah. yet in terms of, well, it, I see this as hugely positive to the overall algorithm because if you have this kind of human oversight, maybe you're crowdsourcing it, but nonetheless, you're getting eyeballs on your results. Well, you know, Matt Cutts admitted that, yeah, you've got to have a human. We're doing some human stuff, everything. And even an algorithm is a human imposing something, some curation on a search result. But what's happening is Google's so, getting left behind a little bit because social search is going to be the future of search, and Google needs that. I think that not enough people in the mainstream can subscribe to Google Google properties in this way or have any social interaction with Google. So we're actually a bad test case because many of us do, you know, are aware of Buzz, have tried it out. Uh, this goes no, back to the, this, the point we were making earlier, which is Apple is a hardware company. Google is an information company. And right. you know what? Facebook is a social company. Exactly. Twitter is a social company. You're you're just you're putting your peanut butter in my chocolate here, people. Well, no, and, and actually yeah. that's that's a bad metaphor because peanut butter and chocolate are awesome. Whereas I don't know how good <laughs> social media and, and Google are together. I, I, well, I don't know if Google can and do it, but you know, it is valuable. Already, it says underneath the uh, uh, Twit, you and two other people plus one this. Ah, so, and on uh, Twit, you and one other person uh, plus one this. So already, those results are showing up as having some some weight to them right. that didn't exist before. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that this is going to be a disaster. I'm not saying it's going to be a Google buzz, but you're working against your brand, and that never works well. You know, when uh, when uh, the very few cases do you get a case where Apple becomes a phone company and it works, and it, yeah. takes, it takes a lot of elegance and a lot of precision and a specific vision to get there, and I don't know that Google has it to work against their brand. Google is a search company, and I don't go there to find out what movies Becky likes. And they don't have the leverage in social yet to roll this stuff out. I mean, right. it's experimental, fair enough, but they need the leverage in terms of critical mass of, of people who are using it for that reason right. and, and are connecting that way. Right, I more. like it in concept because it, it works for me the same way that Twitter works. You know, you only see who you follow, so it's hard to get spammed in Twitter. Right. Um, so, you know, if someone is out there trying to plug in plus ones, it's not going to do any good, you know, if they don't have people following them. A number of people in the chat room just plus one Bing, which I thought <laughs> is deliciously ironic. There you go. <laughs> plus one Bing. You're good at that uh, Twitter bombing, chat yeah. room bombing, Google bombing. All right, here's one that'll make you a little nauseous. This is the new Apple iPad commercial. Have you seen this yet? This is what we believe. Technology alone is not enough. Faster, thinner. We got all that, of course. Lighter. Yeah. Are they trying to make Those me are cry? All good things. They're all good things. <laughs> but when technology gets out of the way, oh. everything becomes more delightful. Delightful. Even magical. Where's magical. That? Oh. That's when you leap forward. That's when you end up with something like this. All right, now you may be disgusted, but that is exactly the kind of ad they should be putting out now. That is a victory lap. That is a self-coronation. That is like, yeah. yes, this is it. Yeah. We won the no, game. You're right. And why don't you buy one no, now? Because it's over. You don't really need to say much about features. Right. Just say it's magical. It's revolutionary. And nobody can get their hands on one, so. It's sexy. Screw you, yeah. Android. Right. <laughs> 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 Zoom this. But that's what's great. All of that is, that is all that. What Did you just make a hand gesture? <laughs> 
all of that is conveyed. Yeah, I, I know, but I could not. Uh, I'm sorry. What did she do? Uh, you don't want to know. It's fine. She made a magical hand gesture. <laughs> we all know what she did. Uh, it, this it conveyed all that sentiment without ever saying it. It allowed them to take the high road and and or appear to take the high road, but also just yes. give a nasty sucker punch to it's Android. What it's what Apple's always done. We yes. Think for those who think different, for those who are smarter, better, cleaner, faster. More magical than others. We've got a device. And if you want to be one of us, make you sure you use it. <laughs> yes. uh, you're making me feel like such a fangirl. I mean, that ad just pulled all my heartstrings. Oh, yeah. It worked on me. Yeah, yeah it worked. Uh, Needham and Company issued a new note to investors Tuesday, increasing projected iPad 2 sales for 2011 by $10 million. Actually, this is all iPad sales, to a total of $30 million. Too low. Yeah. I'm saying 40 45 just for the iPad 2? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. yep. You can't yeah, get one. I, I, I was mean, in the Verizon hey, store yesterday, and they're sold out, but they have Thunder Thunderbirds or Thunder... Thunder Hobbs. By thunder, the way. Thunder, thunder Wraps. They came out uh, March 29th. They started selling in Radio Shacks. Uh, I called around the country. Nobody has Four them. or five. They said lines in the morning. They got a couple. I have that bad out. light boom, leak boom, problem, boom. and I'm not even going to get a fix because I know that no, no, oh, really? none you of them have Can you have it? Because I'd like to see that. Uh, I left it back at home. To be honest, that's the reason I justified buying an iPad 2 after owning the iPad 1 is the iPad 2, I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to leave this at home. I'll use it when I'm home. When I'm gone, this is the kid's magic window to see daddy on the road. And mm. I know you're down on Facebook, but man, is it amazing. I'm when, not because you have to use it. Well, I mean, the, like, I'm on it. I mean, my three-year-old, I cannot understand a word she's saying over the phone. It's all high-pitched. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when she's actually dancing and, I, and talking about, like, I'm a, 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 a bird. But she's flapping her arm, and I realize she's saying, oh, I'm a little bird. You need to see her. It's, yeah. It changes the way you so communicate with FaceTime? your kids. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, usually Skype, but but now that I jailbroke. So you're broke, not actually saying Facebook. You're saying FaceTime. FaceTime. Did I say Facebook? Yeah, yeah. I was a little Sorry. confused, but I got Sorry. it now. Uh, Sorry. No, I was, I was a million different places from here. As a parent, it's a, I mean, the Skype thing is unbelievable. And also being but, able to use it over 3G. So Skype, well, I agree. FaceTime, I'm a little, but I'm starting to come around on the FaceTime. Well, I, I jailbroke my iPhone 4 just so I could do FaceTime uh, over 3G. And it looks fine. It looks as good as Skype. I um, wish they would allow that. Yeah, it's ridiculous that they don't. Yeah. yeah. Or it should be some kind of big fat warning, like warning you're going to get subpar performance or, you know, something where they disclaim. Yeah. That kind of thing. So how big is Twitter, really? This was shocking to me. Not and this fundamentally changed my strategy. Really? Interesting. I, have, I haven't heard the story, so brief me. So okay. this is a Silicon Alley Insider, their chart of the day, and which you can follow on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> link bait du jour. <laughs> link bait du jour. Twitter claims, what do they claim, 150 million? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Fuck. Twitter claims... $179 million. Now, now, you have not read this, Becky. Are you looking at the article no. right now? Don't look okay. at it. Okay. I got it a quiz for okay. you. What they did was they broke down how many, you know, uh, Twitter claims 179 million accounts. Now, we know for sure, you know, like I have Schwood, but I also have misspelled Schwood, S-C-H-W-O-D. Do. Don't, don't follow that one. Yeah, and all it does is it says, hey, are you looking for Schwood, S-H-W-O-O-D? Oh, smart. This is how you spell it. This is where you go. And we know that there's accounts like Schwood's hair, Becky's, you know, legs, Tom Merritt's beard, you know, Leo's, uh, Leo's TriCaster, the tri, the TriCaster. Nice. Yeah. No, they really are. They really are. Yeah, the exercise balls. Yeah. Uh, and so, but the question is, like, how many of these are real legitimate accounts? So they asked, uh, how many of those 179 million accounts do you think have, uh, are following at least one person? Are following. Are following out of 179. Well, so that's, that's, a, that's a pretty low-level Are following metric. one person, yeah. One metric? Yeah. You signed up, you follow one you gotta person. you got to follow exactly. somebody. I'd say 150 million. 119 million. Okay, so that's 80 million, throw them out. Okay, and then how many do you think are being followed by even one person? 
I would put that considerably lower, maybe eighty million. Eighty-five a lot, million. A lot of people join and, and nobody follows them. They're okay, just sitting there. I think it's reasonable to say that uh, most average users of Twitter follow at least fifty people. Would you say? Would you say is a reasonable number? Yeah. How many do you think follow at least fifty people? Uh, half. Like seventeen million. Ten percent. Wow. Seventeen million. So Use that, well, Twitter the actually, way we. That's a good point. If this, I had heard at one point that the attrition rate was seventy percent. Sign up, watch it for a couple of days. Overwhelmed. Say fail. almost any normal person, unless there are, there's a lot of incentive. Is just, that's their reaction. There are me. only twelve million Twitter users following at least sixty-four people. That's amazing to me, and it fundamentally. I mean, like that I means had they been, never came back a second time to follow new people, or or yeah, they don't use it right, or or it's like, and and part of the problem no, is most people. My dad just got on it two weeks ago. He has no clue what to do do with it. You well, know? if he says he'll maybe get a book deal <laughs> and a TV show. <laughs> there's a, there's, a, there's an opportunity there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I have to show them how to find new people to follow, and it, you know, if you if you don't if you if you're not insider, if you you follow maybe your celebrity friends, and I had a little other thought. Than that, who else would you follow? I had a little if you're a thought normal about Twitter the other day because um, there's a new service called Hashable mm. that um, is an interesting uh, service. The idea is you hash, you put a hashtag in there when when I, for instance, I'm going to sit down and do a show with you guys. I should say, hash meet or hash show with and then your twitter handles and then it keep then hashable is like keeping track of it if you want to exchange contact information i can put a hashtag in there with your twitter handle and it will it will uh, database all of that so it's what it's doing is it's using twitter as a signaling mechanism that really isn't about being human readable it's about being machine readable which and i realize well i realized a lot of the value of twitter isn't in human readable stuff. In fact, if you go to Twitter these days, a lot of times you go, I don't know what I'm reading. About three quarters of it is just kind of hash. RT at something. Yeah. Well, hash, no, I understand whatever. a lot of the uh, acronyms and stuff, but I just think that people are less and less communicating information, uh, 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 prose, more and more communicating kind of machine information. Mm. Well, if and I wonder if that is really the future of Twitter, is as kind of a signaling mechanism that might have data. Uh, machine-readable data as well as human-readable data. You know what it is? I think Twitter has a chance to eventually become the code that they show in the Matrix. Yeah. Where you can get into the Matrix, exactly. you can experience it as people and programs and stuff, or you can sit there and just look at the green, raw code floating in front of your face. And I think that's what Twitter is. This was my original idea. We call I called it the river. That I wanted to create an XMPP stream because XMPP allows you to have human-readable text, but also buried underneath it in meta text all sorts of additional information like geotagging, uh, like this is a link, this is an opinion, this is, uh, you know, um, a reference to somebody else. Lots of metadata. You could have all of that going in this stream. And I think Twitter would be much more usable if they didn't focus on human read. Well, well and one we of the reasons I say that is I, you know, I'm going to get, I've got the Y things scale that sends my weight. I'm going to get the Y things blood pressure that's going to send my, tweet my blood pressure. I can only imagine in a year or two a Y things thing that tweets my entire all my biometrics. It aggregates all it your aggregates individual. That. Well, yeah. yeah, that's not very usable for a human to read that. Right. But imagine what that could be, how that could be used in other ways. I'm seeing more and more stuff like that. So one of the things that struck me is for somebody who wants to build his brand and get well known as a performer and an entertainer, uh, I have been relying very heavily on Twitter. But what it said in the article is Facebook has a very specific answer Much to the better. question: yeah. 600 million people visit Facebook each month. Yep. Those are people who log yep. in and use it, yep. whereas. You know, Twitter says, well, we got 179 million accounts. If you want to compare deep, we'll, we'll, we'll call 50 people deep involvement, you know, we're looking at 
15 million people versus 600 million yeah. people. I mean, that I think you're going to see a lot of people in the next few months dramatically move their efforts towards Facebook. I feel a huge sea change. I know it's sort of late to the game, but I'm, I'm, I'm the bell curve monitor. And I feel like Facebook has just just cleaved the bell curve and just taken it over in the last month. I think it's everybody aware that there's an IPO coming. I think it's that it's just the critical mass is so there. And those of us who are very tech savvy and very Twitter focused are realizing now, oh, you want to talk to the masses? Right. Yeah. The problem is with, with Facebook, you can't do what I'm showing you on my screen. You can't mix 30,000 people together into one stream that keeps coming in at you. And you can't do something like uh, Flipboard as, yeah, but as how, easily. Yeah, Flipboard is very good. But how usable is what you're seeing right now on your screen there, Robert? I mean, it's just for, kind of a... Well, when you're me, talking about breaking news. following the news. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm listening to it. I'm watching it. I'm watching the chat room, and it is. But I, I do think that we are curators for yeah. the average human. That's well, I think just people like a barrier and so, to entry. But I think really, ultimately, that's going to end up being machine readable. I do agree. I think it's the nervous system of the internet. I think that this is these, this is a signaling mechanism. But ultimately, humans aren't going to be able to keep up with it. It will influence, or at least won't want to. I mean, you'll still, but, yeah. Most people will but, still be able to use it the way we do now. But it'll it'll serve it'll discover its true value. Yeah. I, I agree. I can see that with machine. Language. Machines need to help us. <laughs> yeah. Help Did us. anyone Tom Baker on the said show besides these are random people? No, these were people. Sure hold on, hold on. No, 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 you can't sorry. both talk at once. Go ah, ahead, Denise. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Did anyone have to double check and make sure that it wasn't Robert that was one of the two people following <laughs> more than 524,000? How many people? are you following, Robert? 31,000. Oh, around good. There. You're not one of them. You must have oh. time to organize your list because I just can't. I can't. I have 25 lists and they're all almost all full. Lists are very uh, they, useful. Yeah. They only let me add 500 people to one list. That's really how I I follow uh, people that I really want to follow. Uh, I, I I look at a list because that's 500 people. That's more of a normal behavior. Ooh. All right, we got to run because we've been really gone go too long. We didn't I, even talk about Windows 8. Man. I know there's so much to talk Windows about. Windows 8 is great, awesome show. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> eight is great, revolutionary, magical. Everybody should buy it someday. Um, I agree with you. I think I think Facebook's about to uh, is at an inflection it's, point. It's vetted at this point in the public's mind, and I don't think there's. It would be extraordinarily difficult for them to pull a MySpace and just lose their status as a fad item at this moment. I'm just really interested in. The notion that there is a lot of value in textual information. But, you know, if you go to our chat room where there are a thousand people, actually there used to be, but now they've all left. <laughs> uh, you, you see immediately it's almost too hard to follow. There's got to be some way to, and Twitter, if you have 25,000, how many people you got in there? 25,000 people you're following. It's not usable, but there, there's, a, but there's a huge amount of data in there. There's, there's got to be a way to mine that. Well, it's. Uh, I've always said that Twitter is essentially when the world started keeping a diary. And yeah. how great will it be? I mean, yeah. I wish a hundred years ago we could know what the entire world was thinking on a very personal, personal-by-person -person basis. We might know less because we couldn't have other... gone through to find the good stuff. By the way, did you did you see the metric? The entire sum of all tweets, less than four terabytes, is that right? Yeah, they could put it on a couple of hard drives and give it to the uh, Library of Congress. That's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah, they're actually using Are, it to... Why fail hold, well? Hold why? Up. Leo, well, tomorrow the data set is coming out, which Did will you let get you get value out of this 30,000 people. And you can ask it all sorts of questions like show me all the positive tweets or show me all the negative uh, tweets or show me show me all the tweets that have Leo Laporte. This uh, is our this is our this week and next week portion of the show. What is the name of this? 
data sift. It's coming out on Monday. I'm seeing it. Now they the were working time. on that. They were working that on when it was surmise before surmise got bought out and and got ruined as a Twitter search. Surmise was yep. fantastic. You could find any tweet just with the exact word search, and then they started to once Twitter bought them, it went to crap. But now that uh, Nick Halstead, uh, who built the tweet meme button, uh, he, he built Datasept. He's worked on it for more than a year, building this infrastructure to deal with the, these streams. And uh, you're going to be able to say things like, show me any tweet that has the word Leo Laporte in it, but only show me the ones that were written in Kansas. Uh, or show me the only This the is exactly what I was talking about, Robert. This is, this is there's so much, there's gold it, it, but there's a lot of uh, sand in there, too, and we need a way to pan the gold out of... Uh, I think Data Sift is actually a very apt name for that. Mm. Interesting. I look forward to seeing that. That's cool. Anything else for this week and next week? <laughs> no, I think I gave you all the good stuff. <laughs> oh, Facebook we got all your gold. Thir Thursday? So Facebook, Facebook invited a bunch of us press types to Facebook on Thursday to see some sort of new technology. So we'll hey, Robert, there. can I get you on every week to do this week and next week? Just like a five-minute hit? Uh, I'll try. My wife is really mad at me that I'm taking a Sunday. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It'll be three minutes. You could do it via FaceTime. And now Robert Scoble's at the beach. What's this week and next week? I think it'd be I'd fun. I'd say every other week because, you know, there's not that much new stuff that comes this up. This week and week. every other week. This week With and Robert every Scoble. other next week. Robert, great to have you. Thank you for being here. Robert is the man at Rackspace. You can go to scobelizer.com to read his blog. Building 41. 43. Whatever. <laughs> I was off by two. Is it building43.com? Yeah. Building43.com. And uh, he is the man to follow at Scobalizer if you want to know what's happening next week. Thank you, Robert. Or tomorrow. And, 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 and thank your very patient wife. We appreciate it. Becky Worley is on Good Morning America all the time. She did pitch that story on uh, the... Uh, <laughs> The worm. <laughs> I have some credibility as a tech journalist. I'm sure I'll be doing something yeah. about saving on diapers next week. So <laughs> you can follow my tech stuff at B Worley on the Twitter. And I'm going home to make my public Facebook page right now. As are you? Schlitt. You are going to convert? I'm. I'm well, tell one. me how it goes because I'm terrified to do it. We can I do got it. Got one. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do yep. it. Got to do it. Mm. So I am the Leo Laporte. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no longer Leo Laporte. Well, I my personal page is Leo Laporte. Right, but you're the, the Leo Laporte is the public page. And then mm. Twit Network for Twit. All right. That's a tough yeah. call. We'll all, we'll all hold hands and jump off the cliff together. Let's Brian all put Brushwood. ourselves in the, in the third person. Here we go. We'll the be. Brian Brushwood agrees. <laughs> Is Brian Brushwood still alive? Find out. Oh, that's right. What's it, the website? I believe it's isbrianbrushwoodstillalive.com. <laughs> Is Leo Laporte Taylor Swift? Taylor, Taylor Swift. That would I'm, be I'm, good. No, I am Taylor Swift. Taylor actually. Hicks. But yeah, you can follow me at Schwood, S-H-W-O-O-D. There is no C in Schwood. Um, and hopefully on a public Facebook page. And soon. by the way, soon. yep. Yeah! Yep. Thank goodness. I'm glad. Yep. <laughs> yep. He is. We can verify. Denise Howell hosts our show This Week in Law. She does it every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern at live.twit.tv. She blogs at bags and ba bag, single bag and baggage.com. And there is no S in bag and baggage. There's no ba S in bags and ba bag and baggage. Oh, wait. Oh, so hard to say. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Denise. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk My to you. My pleasure. So great to be here. Great to get some brains on this show once in a while. And don't forget, remind people to stick great around to for the after show. Lots of great lip syncing. We're going to all oh, be that's doing... that's right. Really? 
Oh, we're going to show. We got to. Uh, uh, Eileen said we're going to put it in as an extra. Oh yeah, the after out. show. We don't yeah. know where it'll appear. It might be appear now. Might appear later. But let's just put it. Let's just say. Let's just say this. We're happy in Paraguay. <laughs> <laughs> Another twit. Are you crazy woman? It's in the can. <laughs> I like carp. <laughs> Thing is, after Apple School, I'm gonna join the rodeo. <laughs> you gotta watch to find out what we're what, talking uh, about. Doing the twit. All right. Doing the hey, you guys. Who painted my ass white? A pound of relish and an anchovy would kick ass. Want me to Halifax? Watch me eat 450 hard-boiled eggs. There are too many penguins eating lunch. Shit. How about we have some soup and fried eggs? <laughs> What's happening? Any games? Yeah, whatever. I want some apple juice. Truth about apple juice is it makes me sick. Kill Jordy! I figure we roast him alive. My mission after apple school is to win the rodeo. Yeah, so? Ninjas hijack my mother. <laughs> Shoot Steven before we go. <laughs> Why don't we have some fries? Check me out. I'm obviously being a fish. Abdomen and some dried fish. Happy? Happy in Paraguay. Some sort of horny fish. Are you for panda rape? You crazy woman? You shut up! How many fish heads? Five. You're crazy. It's time to poo. What do you say we make apple juice and fax it to each other? Captain, the French are about to kick my ass. <laughs> you can smell that. Here's here's a picture of the of the ovens that are inside the building. Mm. And so everything in the building is black because these they're open fire uh, ovens inside the building. And it just smells so awesome. Ooh, extra carbon carcinogens. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, you don't want to work there. I, I, it's it's worse than smoking, believe me. I, but the whole the walls are all black, and and the meat is just cooking. It, it, it was the best thing. I, we went when we you, uh, did the screensavers from Austin. We went to a place called County Line Barbecue. Is that still around? Oh yeah, it? no, definitely. County Line's still very yeah. popular. They took us into the smoker. I smelled like uh, hickory for for ages after that. So wow. the the two places everyone talks about in Austin is they talk about uh, County Line and they Do talk they? about the Salt Lake. Yeah, oh, those really? Were the two. Yeah. Okay, I enjoyed County Line, but I never hear the South by people talking. Maybe it's too far away. But huh? the one the one that I think is most underrated because they definitely have the best barbecue sauce out Iron of anyone. No, 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 no. Rudy's uh, barbecue. Rudy, Rudy's started. Rudy's. If you go up to uh, the original one in uh, San, San Antonio. Antonio, look at all the wood that they burn here oh. in uh, Lockhart. But Lockhart <laughs> is better. I, I've been to all those places. That's not bad for the environment. Sorry, Lockhart yeah. is the best. That's a renewable That's resource. Good for my belly. That's Let's what see. it is. Mm. Scoble in this room? Almost certainly, certainly not. not. You're 110 kilometers away, according to this. Mm -hmm. That's a, is that right? Yeah, I guess that's yeah. about right. Yeah, you're down in Half Moon Bay, right? Half Moon Bay, baby. Oh, you know what? It's getting it from your Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You were in Milpitas. Uh, that was last night. So Did you guys I know? Tweeted on my iPhone. So it's doing it via the Twitter. Do Apple that's stores an have honor, Robert? That's a big honor. Somebody would actually write a site to say where you are. Have you guys, did you see the post that, um, that TechCrunch yeah. did about if you search your name, all the names of the, uh, of sort of the new dot-com millionaires, that it's all gold diggers trying to find out if they're married? Like if you search Ev Williams, oh my the result that comes up, um, or is it Ev or who was it? It was one of the Jack Dorsey. It's Jack Dorsey married. It's like all these different things that come up. Um, shoot, it was on TechCrunch. It was so funny. And it, it is sort of a new... Um, a new ego search is what is the second term when you search yourself? What? Um, oh, yeah, as you type your name, yeah. Yeah. Well, I get, I love the ones I get. Leo Laporte sucks. Leo Laporte <laughs> bites my rump. No, actually, these are pretty good. Um, oh, you know, you start is Leo Laporte. <laughs>
It's like a non-ego story. Is Leo Laporte gay? Is Leo Laporte Mormon? Is Leo Laporte live? Is Leo Laporte on Facebook? Why would people search for that? Maybe it's the white shirt you're wearing. They think you're Mormon. You just got to put a name tag on the side. I get um, husband and legs. I think that's. Well, you do have some pretty nice. That was. I was. Truly honored by that, and I just don't want to go oh, after that. Look at that. the first one is for Brian Brushwood. Is Brian Brushwood still alive? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's because of the uh, the Afterlife Me. Remember ah, the Afterlife Me project? And then is and Brian then gay. Brushwood gay? So I, we're in yeah. the same club right there. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, according to this TechCrunch article um, by Paul Kartz, Jack Dorsey girlfriend, Jack Dorsey square, Jack Dorsey net worth. Then it's Mark Zuckerberg girlfriend is the first one. Aaron Peter girlfriend. Kevin Rose girlfriend, Dennis Crowley girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I bet. But Biz Stone, no love. No love. Biz gets aced, so could be worse. Kevin Rose Samovar owner. Kevin Rose Foundation Twitter blog. Hmm. Dude, is, is Kevin Rose. Is Kevin Rose stuff. rich, a millionaire, married? Is Kevin Rose Oh, my gosh, there it is. He's, Single dating? He doesn't. What? Gold diggers. Yeah. After these guys. It's a gold digger wow. fest. Wow. I know. I love it. By this. the way, no. No, no, <laughs> yes, no. Just so you know. I happen to know. I happen to know Kevin Rose. Well, let's see. Uh, is Becky Worley what? I'm sure. Is Becky hot. Worley hot? <laughs> Who would search for that? Boo! I'm so jealous. We get gay, you get hot. Is there that any people? Boo. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Presumably someone's able to form an opinion on that without having to search for it. Yeah, it's funny that they would Google that. <laughs> I know. Is she? Or, you know, I'm so confused. Is Becky really hot? That is such a What's good question. What's interesting is how many people are searching to find out somebody's gay on Google. I don't understand. Is there a Google gay test? I'm telling you, is Tom Merritt leave CNET? Is Tom Merritt gay? Well, I mean. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I have started to phrase a lot of questions as questions on, on Google, just so I'm hoping somebody else will have asked the same question. And you find them, you know, because the, like the Yahoo answers thing often is the result that comes up. Well, and this is interesting. I just typed is, and I get, is Kev Jumba a heterosexual bear wrestler? <laughs> I got the same thing. Is Santa real? Is Daniel Tosh gay? Is Facebook shutting down? And is Kev Jumba a heterosexual bear wrestler? Well, I want, now I want to know. Which I don't. I don't know if he only wrestles heterosexual bears. You know, I had no idea that Google is such an arbiter of sexuality because I just typed in. I was like, okay, let me think of something that is a good question. And I'm like, is Eric Schmidt going to become the Secretary of Commerce? But I started with, is Eric Schmidt? Of course. Right. You, gay is in there, but it's only number two. Number one is, is Eric Schmidt Jewish? Is Eric Schmidt gay? Is Eric Schmidt a good CEO? So it's just Those like good. every single one is there. People are trying to figure out who's gay and who is not. Robert, what are you showing if, us there? If you if you search Robert, Robert Scoville gay, uh, you you find these pictures on TechCrunch. <laughs> <laughs> Why would TechCrunch? Publish those. I, I went to this really killer party in uh, in London last year, and I had a few too many vodkas, and guys were kissing me, and uh, some pictures showed up on TechCrunch. Wow. It was great. Nice. And I would do it again. Wow. <laughs> the experiment was... I think the, the pump is primed. I'm ready to start twits. Jeez, Louise. Let's get going now, baby. We're not even starting. Oh oh no, that was just the pre-show. That was wow. we started with Twit After is, Dark to begin with. So is Key Jumba a heterosexual bear wrestler? Yeah, there's a video. It says yes. It's on. Uh, wow. I, I, I think it means bear in the gay sense, like big burly, hairy guys. He's a heterosexual guy who likes to wrestle big hairy. 
Oh, okay. Well, then that was Twit. <laughs> Thanks for joining <laughs> us. The Let me read three commercials and we'll be done. <laughs> it's just that easy, folks. I can't believe I brought the best stuff before we even started for, the show. For those of you wondering, how can I get into new media? <laughs> this is it. Just invite yes. Becky Worley, Brian Brushwood, Robert Scoble, and Denise Howell, and the rest takes care of itself. This is going to be a great episode. What happens if you type is Twit? You know what? I don't know. If they is say it's Twit gay. gay. <laughs> Seriously, this is a new business. It's, is gay.com. down. This should be yeah, a new that's business. that's the problem. It's mm -hmm. all about Twitter. Damn it. <laughs> is Twitter free? Is Twitter profitable? Is Twitter safe? Is Twitter making money? Wow. Hmm. I, don't, I get no love at all. Oh, here's a good one. Is the... Is the I world going to end in 2012? We're just, you know, guarding our privacy a little more effectively. Maybe that's it. How about yes. is Charlie Sheen... Bipolar, oh crazy, dead, insane, or manic. Did you did you hear about a show last yeah, night? Yeah, you want to want to see that? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I was, <laughs> that was a moment of weakness you just heard in my uh, voice. I think you do. I want as, to indulge in some shots. As and a performer, exactly. You want to see somebody else flop? You know, well, he's he got to be this. so mad at Rebecca Black. What? I for mean, stealing. You, yeah, I mean, she definitely took the she took the zeitgeist. Hey, that's what happened. And ran with you it. You had your fifteen minutes. It's it's her right. turn. I know, but he you you could see the man was banking on it. Well, was that true? That was for a bat mitzvah. I didn't know that on the Friday yeah. thing. Yeah, that's what I understand is that her parents paid two grand. She said this uh, in an interview with Leno, I think, or the GMA. You should know, Becky. Uh, her parents paid two grand for it. I think it was for a bat mitzvah. She's thirteen. That makes sense, and. Um, uh, I don't know how it got on the internet, but I think Ark put it on the internet. Well, there's another one like that. Uh, like, he's there's Zach, a ton of stand them. back. He's Zach, exactly. Yeah. I think this is a big... Uh, it's a thing. Thing. It's a thing the kids are doing. It's a thing the, the rich wow. I mean, the, the newly minted are adults doing. are doing. I, you know, I would like to do that. I'm going to su suggest this to Jimmy as, as a story. Thing. Oh, you oh, should. I want to make Becky my Morley, own that would music be good. video. See, this is when you have a real media outlet. That would be great. You throw $2,000. You're like, she's Becky. What does it look like? Like, I have no talent. Yeah. No, I what? Mean, Friday, Friday. You know what, though? they, they help me? The problem is they accidentally wrote a catchy song. That's what. <laughs> here we go. Last night, Charlie Sheen went on Twitter and called himself oh, a genius. Uh, apparently the audience did not agree, at least many people in the audience, because they were booing. The first show of the actor's nationwide tour ended up being what you might call an epic fail. Here's Chris Connolly. Charlie Sheen came to Detroit on Saturday night, and fans were waiting for him. Like the 69-year-old man from Connecticut said he'd paid $500 for a ticket. I wanted to go tonight because I don't know if this is going to be his first or his last show. Sheen is calling his live onstage tour, My Violent Torpedo of Truth, Defeat is Not an Option. Apparently it was. This is kind of a hit piece, I have to say. It took the 44-year-old star of Two and a Half Men about 10 days to enrage the people who were paying him. Last night, it took him less than an hour. Progress? And reports that Sheen hit the stage to a roaring ovation a little after 9 p.m following a film montage and a kiss shared by the women he calls his goddesses. On stage, he burned his two and a half men shirt and demanded freedom from evil weirdos. But the rants and videos that followed covered little new ground and had the audience acting restless some 30 minutes I love the way ABC is chopping up YouTube video from Bug Dave. As the booze began to rain down. Guess they forgot to bring their YouTube camera. you your money, dude. 
Sheen said to Ooh. one disgruntled fan. With the catcalls growing to a din, Sheen showed a parody of his 2020 interview and left the stage a little after 10, playing a music video from Snoop Dogg entitled Winning before the house lights came up, ending the show. With tickets initially selling for close to $70, some were not especially amused afterwards. Don't pay full price. It was really boring. He's definitely not winning. He's losing. What'd you expect, you nitwits? Now, hold on. You went there to see a car wreck and you're complaining? No, 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 no. Because here's the thing. Like, in all, in Charlie Sheen's defense, like, he was a genius on those interviews on the news. And he showed a lot of creativity and bizarre energy. And that's what people wanted more of. But, but like, for example, I, you know, I went to Kevin Smith's thing where he did, he showed Red State and then did a Q&A afterward. I mean, that guy can capture an audience and draw him in. And I guess just Charlie Sheen couldn't. So it's not that they're dumb for wanting. It's, you know, Charlie Sheen let it down. They thought there'd be more there. Yeah, he did didn't have you didn't he didn't have it all right all they had to do is watch his youtube show and he gave up <laughs> you stream channel my, had to go. my favorite part of that is that uh, that was on from gma this morning that piece that we just watched really and now i i don't feel so bad because i pitched them on the um liza moon sequel injection attack and shockingly they <laughs> took that piece over mine the liza moon sequel <laughs> injection attack is a huge story i know but they took Charlie a real over story me. i know now, at least not, it wasn't my Jeez. fault it was charlie's fault so See? people are asking, is the real twit an actual twit going to be today? This is yes, it. This, this is, is it. Van is starting. Not only are people asking that, our producers in here demanding. <laughs> and the scary part, there has been no drinking preceding this. Like, this no is lie. sober No lie, I only walked in doing this. Like, come on, guys. Let's, please. On, really? We got to do a show. No, we lost Denise. That's what we were doing. Oh, uh, we're covering. See, we were covering so well. You thought we were. No, Denise is. Uh, I think Skype, Skype crashed here, Denise. I, there was a weird thing. Yes, you went offline. Yeah, Skype crashed. Said my Skype. Yep. Oh, stars. All right. Uh, I guess I should record now. <laughs> this is good. This is the equivalent of limbering up. We stretched out all our muscles. Oh, more used up all our material. <laughs> yeah. rock. It remains to be seen. It's done and I done. I cried off all my mascara watching the pre-show video. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I know. It was wild. All that lip syncing. Happy and All right, here we go. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me put up the uh, reminder that what you're about to see is not real. <laughs>